Go ahead. D&D After Dark is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast starring three semi-professional actors and full-time parents. Previously, on Dark Was the Night. The foggy morning of September 26th brought an early visit to the shooting range for Patrick and an astral communication with an ensnared elder god for Miss Walker, resulting in a request to seek out the Yellow King's retainer, Lodon. Our dynamic inquirers went to Dr. Thomas's to fulfill their promise to help end the monetary pressure. Peabody, freshly sprung from prison and upset that his name had been dropped in certain circles, demanded he be secreted out of the country. Jules Walker demanded satisfaction before agreeing to help, but a punch, a slap, and a knee to the groin add up. Tables were overturned, carts were commandeered, trains were boarded, and Peabody was finally put down like the dog that he was. Carl killed a man twice and confessed to his friend, Father Monahan, who revealed that the being possessing him was Lodon, the very same retainer the Yellow King asked Jules to contact. The two detectives, battered, bloodied, and broken, returned to 17 Shaftesbury Avenue to recoup in whichever way they saw fit. Now, sit back and enjoy this episode of Dark Was the Night. Beautiful recap, sir. Thanks. <coughs> Dynamic inquiries. Wednesday, the 27th of September. It has not yet even been a full seven days since the events that began to drastically alter the worldview of dynamic inquiries were beset upon you. I blame Miss Britton. <laughs> was Miss Britton <laughs> the catalyst? Or was she merely just one cog in a machine aimed at either subjugation or annihilation? <coughs> Shattered and broken, both emotionally and physically, from the prior day. Wheeling from the concepts of loss and of giving in to one's darker inclinations. The sun begins to rise over Shaftesbury Avenue in Soho, London. And I'm going to begin tonight's session by asking both of my amazing detectives for a constitution saving throw, please. It's crying. The skull's crying right now. Oh, it? <laughs> it just started. It's not, not blood, though. No, but it's still crying. Con save. Natural 20. Beautiful. Ooh, that's pretty good. I, I did pretty hot, too. Let's see. 19. 19. Wow. Uh, oh, the con save or con check? Con save. 19. 19. Oof. Beautifully done, dynamic inquires. Uh, well, uh, Jules, although your uh, body is uh, fractured and frayed in certain aspects, uh, you do find that, you know, sleeping in for once 
does go a long, long way in some recuperation. <laughs> uh, you will not be suffering any after effects of uh, yesterday's strenuous activities. Ooh. Awesome. That's um, <laughs> funny. Yep. Um, that being said, though, I do you, I do, and I, I, I don't mean to rob you of your natural twenty. I do need you to give me one more Constitution saving throw for a separate matter. Um, Carl, she's doing that. Twelve. Twelve. Gotcha. Um, okay. Um, Carl, while uh, while falling off the wagon as thoroughly as you did. Whether your body is just so thankful for this trip off the wagon, or whether some other part of you is beginning to learn how to resist the, the more uh, enjoyable effects, um, you awaken much later in the day than normal. Like, we're probably looking at about a 10 a.m. wake-up time for you. Uh, but you will be awakening uh, completely sober. Wow, nice. Yep. Um, the DC was 18, so you you beat that by one. Woo! Um, Jules, with a 12, uh, it is no it is no great discomfort. Um, however, as you awaken at what do we say, 8:30, 9 o'clock? What seems like a reasonable time for Jules to wake up after yesterday's activities? 9:30. 9:30. Um, as you wake up at 9.30 and test your mobility, you do feel a little... <coughs> but thankfully, no extreme expulsion of uh, bloody matter. That being said, do you know how much of your... Do you know how many doses left of the medicine that Dr. Thomas gave you? You know, I don't think I actually have that written down. Okay. I want to say that he gave you enough for three doses. That is my inclination. Well, so that's what he gave me initially, and then didn't he give me more when When I you guys went to go check on for the plague? plague? I don't recall. If you believe he did, I will say that he gave you another three days. I thought he had. I'll let you peruse your notes while you figure that out. Yeah. If you didn't write it down and you feel like he did, please go ahead and assume that he did so. Um... I didn't. I didn't write that down. Okay. Why don't we go ahead and say that he go? He went ahead and he gave you another three days, another okay. three doses, I should say. So whether this is enough in your mind to warrant a use of the medicine is entirely up to you. You can either give me a medicine check or an intelligence check. Um, I'm actually just gonna stare at my medicine. Okay. And think about the fact that Doctor Thomas is now dead, and I am not gonna take it. Okay. Because I'm going to need to take the mixture to another doctor. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to not use it today since I'm like, I didn't cough up any blood. I need to save at least one dose to take to another doctor to see if what, you know. Yeah. This is an excellent question now to step outside of our roles and to pose the question to the table, particularly to you, Mr. Barker, as the creator of Mr. Carl Patrick. Oh. Mm-hmm. To what extent... Is Jules aware of Carl's medical training? Um, pretty ex, pretty, pretty like, pretty aware. I mean, you were the one who were like, who was like, "Hey, we could go help those kids," and so you know that I'm pretty well versed in doctor stuff. 
Um, but he doesn't have <clears throat> super like resources. He doesn't necessarily have the correct. Yeah, I, I can't prescribe anything really. Right. I could can't prescribe, but we could as an individual who. I mean, we could you know go to a chemist and try to find some stuff and make it ourselves. We could. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's, I, that's what I'm option. trying to determine is if Jules would uh, even consider Patrick as an individual able to analyze this tincture. Um, I think that she would, but I think there's a part of her that does not want Pat to be her doctor. Very fair. Extraordinarily fair. I just wanted to make sure that I understood. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Mm -hmm. The exact level of the interactions here. All right. With the business and the initial roles taken aside, uh, Jules, you do have the, the first crack at this morning. Uh, at 9.30, um, if you decide to leave your room, um, you would uh, find that uh, Butterfingers is not in Chefs in 17 Shaftesbury. And you would also see that Spiker is not present as well. <coughs> and you would see uh, your housekeeper, Miss Ann Pearson, humming a little ditty as she uh, moves about the kitchen um, you see that she is cleaning out um, a certain number of pans, and she is uh, moving things over to an ice box, and she is also starting to uh, grind some of the coffee beans that were a gift from uh, Lord Ashley Cooper. And ah, morning, Jules. Morning. Um, I'm surprised to see you up. To be perfectly honest. Uh. <coughs> uh do you know where uh, Spiker and um, Butterfingers went? Yes, um, so we can expect uh, them to be back later on today. I did insist to Spiker that I'm sure that uh, Mr. Patrick would want to take a closer look at her. Um, but uh, they... She awoke this morning and she was quite hungry. So I was able to whip them up some eggs and some toast. Uh, and then they insisted on making their way over to see Old Jack. Mm. Um because apparently it had been some days since they had checked, checked in. in. Yes. Yeah. Um, this this old Jack is is he is he in the in the habit of employing children? Because that sounds rather nefarious, if I if I do say so myself. Don't worry, he's also a child. What you mean, like mentally? No. He, but he's called old. Right. Um. Yeah. Very well. Uh, coffee will be uh, ready shortly. Um, Thank you. I, I will submit, I'm surprised that uh, Mr. Patrick hasn't been down yet. Uh, is this normal? You both have just been usually go, go, go first thing in the morning, so this is a, a rather it's, abrupt change of pace. It's been quite the week. Uh, while we are normally uh, <laughs> like rolling my <laughs> my joints. Um, while we're normally pretty early risers, uh, every <coughs> once in a while there'll be a day where we... Actually, I am a little surprised he's not up yet, but it's quite... I'm sure he's fine. Very well. Uh, well, the newspaper has arrived, so um, I have that already in the sitting room. And I did put out a, a small plate of biscuits. If you feel like you're up for something more hearty, I can definitely whip you up a, a quick brooch of eggs, perhaps. Uh, no, I'll stick with something. I'll stick with something small for now. Very well. Just uh, let me know if you change your mind. Um, I suppose I'll get a fresh pot going. Yes. 
If he hasn't up in a half hour, I'll go knock. Hey, well, uh, get comfy, Jules. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Anne. She goes back to uh, her task. Um, Five minutes later, uh, a bracing cup, a mug of black coffee of the Arabian Mm -hmm. uh, beans that were gifted by your (sighs) sponsor. So at first she's just going to hold it and like hold her face down to it and just (laughs) breathe it in. (sighs) That's good. That's very good. Excellent. Um, in the final, <laughs> however long Patrick decides to stay in his room, is there anything that you wish to accomplish? Well, if he has enough in a half hour, I'm going to go knock on the door. Okay. Carl, mm-hmm. while we said that you initially awoke at 10 to find yourself uh, basically removed from the idyllic fog of the dragon's haze, um, there are no itches yet. There's no, for lack of better terms, hangover. Mm-hmm. Which is, your mind is doing a little bit of a division at the moment. The emotional side, the the ethos is is frustrated by the lack of that uh, by the lack of that fog. It is uh, perplexed and it is a little a little angry. Whereas the uh, the logic side, the the analyst, the doctor. After having not partaken in a full dose of opium quite that strong in quite some time, to not be suffering any of the after effects, that is a, a medical anomaly. So, give me a quick intelligence check. I have my ring of protection again, don't I? You do. I didn't have it equipped for some reason. Oh. Alright, I do now. Excellent. That's card. Nice. Okay. Um, all right. Thirteen plus. On oh, this is medicine or history. Uh, it was either medicine or just plain intelligence. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that's a eighteen. Eighteen. All right. So with an eighteen, uh, you immediately leap to several different uh, possible hypotheses. Um, either a, uh, the latest batch of dragon haze that you dropped a full five pound on. <coughs> um, is cut with something that would diminish its effects. Mm-hmm. Then again, the high that you experienced last night was real. It was definitely not any sort of placebic effect. Uh, that being said, because you haven't partaken in a full dose in quite some time, there is every likelihood that a full dose of this pseudo-dragon's haze may only elicit what would uh, be a, a quarter dose of a, of, of a pure dragon mm-hmm. haze. That is theory number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, theory number two is that your metabolism, despite uh, the lack of stimulus in quite some time, has found a way to more efficiently process the uh, opi- um, the opium and its uh, more nefarious effects. Unfortunately, the only way to uh, uh, have that one ruled out or confirmed would be to experiment mm-hmm. with your own body being the test subject. Mm-hmm. And then the third hypothesis that there have been strange things occurring. Absent-mindedly, your hand goes to your chest, and the mark that has been infinitesimally growing under your observation. Perhaps uh, this is something less natural and more preternatural. Supernatural. Mm -hmm. But you are not 
willing to leap full heartedly into that mm-hmm. bed of thought quite yet. So, perhaps further hypotheses will reveal themselves, but for the time being, you are left with a puzzle. <coughs> okay. And that is about 10 in the morning. So, you can either get up and begin to explore that, or you can morose about in your bed. The choice, sir, is yours. Just know that at, regardless of your choice, that apparently 10.10 or so, you will be receiving a knock on your door. It's the 27th. We don't have anything today, right? According to your docket, you are on the clear. Cool. Um, Inventory. How much dragon haze do I have left? So I got two. Yes. Oh, I I thought you would purchase four doses, but if you... I thought I had three, but... Okay. I can, I can put another one For on five pounds, you dropped five pounds, so why don't we say you had four doses? Because okay, it's not quite, it's a little more than a pound a dose, but not by much. Okay. Um, so you should have three left, yes. I don't have anything going. Let's do some experimenting. <laughs> Experiment! Um, so, uh, as you know, we are all hardcore drugs. Hardcore users. drugs. This is, this is, this is... This is just art imitating life yep. right here. No, as we are all uh, <laughs> so. so extremely knowledgeable in regards to how long it takes to prepare for drugs, um, no, do no, you know, do you have any, uh, why don't you pick a number, sir, as to estimate as to how long it would take Carl to get the opium ready for consumption? Oh my gosh. Um, are we going to say this is a five-minute endeavor, a ten-minute endeavor? Uh, let's say... <clears throat> Due to your practices, I'm, my gonna practice, have, I'm, I'm gonna, not going to have you do any kind of role for it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, because he's done this a bunch. This is muscle memory. We're going to do five minutes. Okay. Um, yeah. Yep. Five minutes to get everything going. I don't think you would spend. I don't think you would could puff an entire dose of opium in probably five not. minutes. I think that that's probably a little bit more of an elongated. Uh, <laughs> we are so out of anything. we are so out of our wheelhouse so but if any if, if my if my uh consumption of you know pop- popular media is anything to go by it's not like heroin where you just like inject it and ride the dragon you have to actively puff rest puff rest puff rest and lays about this is, this is riding the dragon haze exactly. ah, <laughs> point is is that um we'll say that you get it lit you get it going, and uh, give me a constitution saving throw with advantage for when this knock comes at the door. Oop. Or? Good thing it was with advantage. <laughs> was the first one a natty one? Natty one, and oh. then we have a dirty 20. <laughs> okay, so you still have complete control of your faculties, though you do feel that uh, ethereal hand of the haze. Nice. Uh, cloying, clawing at the back of your mind when you hear Pat are you up? Is your door locked? No. Yes. Because of last night, I would have locked it. Okay. Um, Pat. I'm going to say I am Right, good, good then. Uh, are you going to come have breakfast, or 
read the newspaper or anything that resembles life? I think not today. I think today is a day of rest as we have not had one. Right, right, but rest usually does require food. Have Miss Pearson send something up. Okay. Um, can I do a perception to see if I smell anything? I don't know if opium has a smell. I think it does. I'm, I, it most, it, as it emits a smoke, it most <clears> certainly <throat> would. I will, yes, uh, you can do either a perception or an insight. <coughs> I don't know anything about your drug use, right? Um, or no, do I? I? I keep it pretty close to the chest. Okay, sorry, perception or insight, you said? Yep. Nope. Woo! I am too tired. Yes. I am too hurting. Keeping it under the <laughs> tree line. Woo! Pl- plus, I'm not. I'm not that. I have no reason. I mean, to be it's suspicious. a very. It is a very valid uh, reasoning. It's, it's been rest. a tiring week. Awful. Yep. <laughs> what a week. Very well. Um. Okay. So, uh, you relay that to Miss Pearson. Uh, Miss Pearson will probably bring up a, uh, a a small sampling of some cheese, some bread, and then a couple biscuits and a, and a pot of tea, uh, which is all on a tray, and she'll, much like Jules. Thank you, Miss Pearson. Would, would, would just, you like me to, to bring it in, sir? Just or? leave it, I'll get to it when I'm ready. Very well. Um, and as Miss Pearson comes back into the sitting room she's just going to kind of plop into Patrick's chair across from you and she she she, she, full full on puts her her legs over the side of the armrests Uh and is just kind of tapping her arm and looking up because Patrick's the next floor up so he would be roughly above you so is this normal? what? this well, I don't know, is it? <laughs> um, periodically, yes. Because Period- also, one thing to keep in mind is that your nest of yarn is also... Did I say yes or nest? Nest of yarn. Nest. Okay, good, I wasn't sure. Your nest of yarn and all your case files, mm-hmm. you keep in your quarters. Yeah. Your little laboratory, which used to be a spare bedroom, mm-hmm. your quarters. Yep. There, it is not unheard of for Me you too. to go on... Uh, benders of like no eating, no sleeping mm-hmm. because you're obsessing <clears throat> over a case. Yeah. Often it gets to a point where if you're in there for more than three days, Jules has to literally grab you and drag you out so you can get some some sun, which is then heavily ironic because you yourself prefer traversing in the nighttime. Um, that being said, it is not a common occurrence, but it is not unheard. It, yeah, it's it's not it's not like every week this happens. Um, but not even every month but sometimes there'll be periods where if it's a particularly trying case there'll be a couple of those kind of benders in a in a single stretch of time and then it the alternatives so yes not unheard of so uh yeah he does this sometimes (coughs) all right then um well uh i was planning on going to the market later today um Care to come with me? Um, yeah. Well, I mean... I'll have to make sure it's okay <coughs> with Pat. I'm not... Strictly speaking, I'm not actually supposed to go out and about without him. Uh, much. 
her eyebrows furrow and her eyes narrow and a little bit of a small kind of a smirk begins to grow on her face and she goes, Miss Walker, exactly what are you not telling me now? <laughs> uh, Jules is going to swear. <laughs> She's so tired. <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. Very well. Well, um, if you feel like playing hooky from your guardian, uh, I'll probably be heading out, um, probably, oh, s- probably later in the afternoon. Um, not oh. quite evening, but. Oh, well, I'm expecting someone oh. in the afternoon, right? Oh, uh, so it was afternoon tea time. Yeah. I'm expecting someone in the afternoon, so. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I, I probably shouldn't be going out then in case you. Oh, right. So, and. Yes, Jules. Huh. You don't understand. Yesterday was a very difficult day. Oh, no, no. We had our whole talk last night. Trust me. Oh, I that's understand. right. Um, <laughs> it feels like a long time ago that we had that talk. Yes, but not as long as it's been in other instances. <laughs> yes. Um, Gentle listener. We I have to, someone. We hope, have, we hope to have more frequent. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I have someone coming over for tea. Excellent. Um, and she will drink tea. tea. Very well. Um, do you, I suppose I should check the larder to see if we have in a, I could, I could whip up a cake, perhaps a small cake. She would love that. Excellent. Um, well, perhaps then, and, uh, you see her look over towards uh, the clock on the wall. Yikes! Um, she goes, well, uh... I'm not going to look at the clock. I'm, if I leave in the next hour, I should be back in plenty of time for afternoon tea and be what? Um, 2.30? Or is afternoon tea a completely different definition for your friend, much like Mr. Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> I think probably 2.30. Uh, I think 2.30. Alright, yeah. so... Yeah, so I can, I can just pop up to Gideon Square and, uh... Very well. Well, um, I'll make myself a spot of, uh, spot of tea, and then, um, I'll head out. You're more than welcome to join me, of course, but, uh, if not, enjoy the fire. And, uh... So Jules is sitting there holding the newspaper, which she doesn't particularly like reading, mm-hmm. and thinking about how much her body hurts, and the fact that Pat is probably going to be locked up all day, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to go. So I'm going to go up and knock on the door. Pat! Mm, the food is still there. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm like straddling the food. <laughs> Pat, uh, mm. and uh, I was going to the market and uh, I'd like to go with a, can I do that? Parole officer? Sure. I say that quietly. Parole officer? <laughs> right up against the door. <laughs> oh, sure. great. Um, I'll try not to, you know, break anyone's wrist. Have fun. Yeah. Pat? Mm. Are you all right? Mm-hmm. Oh, good, because I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Move down the stairs. Very well. Um, <laughs> all right, so before we like go to, to the market excursion, me? Mr. Patrick. Uh-oh. Dang it. Why dang it? I'm just scared. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea why you would be. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Puffing opium. This is I like that. This is like gothic uh, Legend of Zelda fairy fountain music right here. Oh. Ah. With the really weird ivy lady, like with the with the really pointy, really boobs. pointy boobs. Yep. Um, frightening, yeah. frightening fairy. Um, 
That was actually perfect. That was Thanks. terrifying. Uh, that's actually the big bad of this campaign. Um, <laughs> it's the fairy. Uh, Patrick, why don't you start by first rolling me um, a... Uh, you did a... Did, did you, did, did you do another full dose? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll me a d10, please, sir. Just one? Just one. What? What? Your drugs. Seven. Seven plus five. Uh, you regain another uh, 12 points of sanity. Wow. You're getting so sane. Oh, was it 59, right? Yep, so that yeah. should put you at 71. Did I do that math correctly? Mm-hmm. I said 12, right? Yes, I think that's right. So 69. Yep, 71. Sweet. So you're still within, uh, You're still under the three-quarter threshold. Nice. So uh, Perfect. Yep, so your cold checks is still <coughs> plus three. Um, Carl. Mm-hmm. What walk us through what an idyllic hallucinogenic trip <laughs> would be for Mr. Carl Patrick? Boy, uh, sorry how, for putting you on the spot. Here, how but... how hallucinogenic are we going? It's less that you are seeing and hearing, and more that uh, just a warm numbness, as oxymoronic as that may sound, mm-hmm. uh, envelops you, and memories that are fond are able to be grasped that much firmer and seem fonder. And once again, it's not that you are seeing and hearing things with your waking eyes and ears, but more that that you are sitting back and you are viewing one of those newly fangled moving pictures that they sometimes show at those uh, roaming fairs. And uh, only there is audio accompanied, accompanied. And maybe in these memories, they say what you wanted to hear rather than was actually said. Awesome. Um, I don't have my phone on me, so I don't remember her name. I yep. do. But I don't want to interrupt it. Yep. Wait. I, I think it was... Who? Uh, it's no one that would be in your notes. Oh, okay. Um, Excuse me, gentle listener. Don't mean to bug in. Click, 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 Seeing her, that some of some of those early um, golden memories, and uh, you know, through the park, sort of montagey, lovely, mm-hmm. you know, birds taking flight as being uh, disturbed by bicycling and, and laughing and that sort of thing. And so it's um, thoughts of. Not what might have been, but at this point, a little bit of what should have been. <laughs> um, and so that that's that's in the idyllic. Um, I do love it. Moments, just so that we, mm-hmm. the omniscient audience, can live a little bit with you. What I say? Didn't say much. I didn't say much, which is good. Yep. 
You may give us Oops. either the barest of physical descriptions, or perhaps <clears throat> even not inaccurate, perhaps even idyllic, but walk us through what Patrick would be seeing in his mind's eye. Oh my gosh, I keep doing this to myself. Okay, so it's Addison, Renee. Um, what, uh, what Addison looks like, or where are we going? <laughs> okay, so um, Addison has... Um, When, when Carl allows himself to think about Addison, it's the, it's the eyes. It's her eyes that are just so profound and piercing. Gray eyes. Um, just that beautiful silvery gray. Not blue, not green, right in there in that, that shine. Um, and he... He thinks about her, uh, her hair pinned under a, a very, you know, uh, not not fashionable but uh, smart um, hat. The the weird kind well, of uh, the, splaying, not quite bonnet. Yeah, but. not quite bonnet, but yeah, between between bonnet and, and sun hat type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she was clever. She was bright. She quick to laugh. For others, uh. um, Carl was never quite not not never, but it was it was a challenge for him to meet that frequency that would make her laugh and when she did laugh it was that perfect gold better than any dragon haze oh yeah yeah and she was yeah it was one of those uh old flames that never took off the way that he would have liked and the ways that he had played out. Hmm. Give me a wisdom saving throw, Mr. Carl Patrick. This is you trying to hold on to the idyllic nature of it. Wisdom saving throw. Oh boy, this is not a good wisdom. Okay, that's that's a nine. Oh my. Carl. As this had started out, perfect had continued perfectly however as you in your own words say as the vision began to transition to what should have been rather than what is no matter how powerful this drug is there's a damnable title that has been applied to you of late It's not that the gruff voice of Truth Seeker breaks this fantasy. It is instead your own voice, your own analytical mind, your own roots to reality that begin to reject your fantasy in and of itself. 
and what started as a beautiful trip turns sour as the events that transpired around your last parting with Miss Renee becomes at the forefront. And with horrifying clarity, as, as if you were inspecting a crime scene, you see every single mistake you made. Every single moment that she slipped a little further away from you. You fly into a rage. The condition of your room upon your companion's return will be entirely up to you, sir. Mm -hmm. But I will say that it is not intact. Mm -hmm. Roll me a d4, sir. Four. Four? All right. You do lose three points of sanity. Okay. Right. Jules. Yes. Having switched over to your normal attire, uh, are you packing today? Or are oh, you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Excellent. 100%. Excellent. After the week I've had, absolutely packing. Fair enough. You make your way to Gideon Square. Um, it is home of uh, uh, the Hazmat Pie Shop, as well as a few other stands. And it is uh, the path, in the pathway, of old Ellis himself, now seeming in the back burners of your mind. But as the cart is rattling by with the, uh, the kindly uh, elderly gentleman with the, with the <clears throat> long, narrow uh, beard... Uh, gently tapping a donkey to keep moving the cart along. Um, the smell of the pea soup hits you. And while you're not particularly a fan of pea soup, it doesn't smell bad. So that's... And almost as if that unlocks the experience of all around you. The crisp crunch of a, of a well-developed crust around a freshly baked loaf of bread just begins to waft through. Uh, fishmongers uh, with limited wares are, are heckling out for sardines and anchovies and uh, other um, fine finery fish uh, found. Uh, Anne, with a little bit of her uh, wicker basket under arm, uh, and changed out of her uh, maid's uniform into something more uh, socially suitable for being on the prowl. Um, goes stand to stand with a, a practiced ease, um, bartering, uh, exchanging, not necessarily half price, <laughs> but definitely walking away, having been the better recipient of quite a few exchanges. Um, you get the sense that this is something that she has done time and time again. Uh... As she procures uh, a dozen eggs um, and gives you a, a knowing smile uh, while the, the, the uh, can of uh, freshly whipped cream sits nestled in the basket as well, you get the sense that um, Isabel is going to enjoy Anne's preparations if her previous dishes have been anything to go by. This marketplace is yours. Is there anything in particular that 
you wish to do, or are you just merely the shadow of your maid? Um, so on my way here, I was trying not to think about Dr. Thomas and trying to let myself be distracted by everything. Is there, uh, at this market, are there people who sell flowers? Oh, most definitely. Is it possible to get flowers sent somewhere? Uh, with a little bit of an extra penny, and also you do know enough that you would want to do a very brief insight as to whether or not these flowers will actually go to their intended recipients. Okay, well, um, I guess I don't know in which direction this market is compared to Soho, Shortage? compared to Shortage. Uh, so Shortage is further north. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gideon Square is also further north, but it's not like it's halfway. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very close to Soho. Like you're, right. you're probably no more than about a ten minute walk away from, uh, from Shaftesbury Avenue. Okay. Whereas Shortage is quite a bit more ways. North. I'm assuming Doctor Thomas's body was taken to the morgue. Yeah. Yeah, not in Scotland Yard, of course, but uh, as it wasn't like there was a gro- gross mystery to be solved. To be right. solved, it was. Yeah, they um, they will wait for a for a next of kin for a, uh, a few days time, and then if not, then they will uh, bury him uh, in uh, in a cemetery. But it's not as if he will be given a, a headstone. <clears throat> okay, so eyeing the thing of flowers uh, over there, um, I'm going to whisper to Anne between well, not whisper, but uh, say to Anne between her barterings and say. Uh, I don't suppose uh, you'd have time for a about an hour and a half excursion, would you? Let's see, at this point, I'm be... When you say an hour and a half, do you do you mean <laughs> an hour and a half to get there, or an hour and a half at all? Hour and a half round trip. Oh. Um... It'll be a small cake, yes. All right. Um... Actually, if it's an hour and a half, do you, do you mind if we add ten more minutes? Because I do want to get the, the cream into the icebox sooner rather than later. I can just run back. Oh, certainly you can do that while I get something here. Very well, I'll, I'll be back shortly. Um, she takes off. <coughs> and it's fast. <laughs> if, she, if she has a, a mission in mind, she's, she's pretty darn quick, just... Just kind of weaving in between the crowds of people. Uh, great. I'm going to buy some carnations if they have any. Um, odds or evens? Evens. They do. Great. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to buy a reasonable amount of carnations. Two pence. Great. Um, it's nothing ostentatious. It's not like a sad singular carnation. It's probably about seven or eight. Uh Another two pence for a for a vase, mum. Yeah. Very well. I need some. I need some water in it as well. Oh, that'll be another. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, so, sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 Uh, yes. Right. Um, takes a bit out of a rain barrel, fills it up about halfway. Uh, there you are. Um, thank you. Will that be it then? Yep. Uh, very well. Uh, thank you for. Shopping with Bart's flowers, where there's a seed, there's a way. I 
hate that I have to say that. <laughs> um, and he turns to, and you see that uh, his father is like, No, um, oh, you need to I say think... it with more gusto. But flowers, where there's a seed, there's a way. Yeah, because then it grows on you. No. You see, you see, she gets it. She gets it. Da. The last. Oh, why'd you encourage him? Sorry. Thanks, mom. And you, as you begin to walk away from the uh, from the stand, you do see that the uh, rather rotund uh, flower peddler's father is nailing another uh, plank of wood onto the sign of his flower stand, and he's starting to paint out. Uh, they'll grow on you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, he's very enthusiastic about this. Okay, where there's a seed, there's a way? Where there's a seed, there's a way. Awesome. Bart's flowers. Um, yeah, the carnations are nice. <laughs> the carnations are, are they, look, they look like they've been well taken care of. They look like they uh, have been snipped with care from wherever the, the greenhouse of Bart's flowers is. The stand itself, rustic would be nice. Um, shoddy, not quite. It's poorly made, but maintained with care. <laughs> okay. You can tell they don't really have a whole lot going for them except for this flower stand. So they are doing everything they can to extend its life. <laughs> Much like the really gray in the gill oxen that is pulling it. Um, so, uh, with the carnations in hand, it isn't much longer before uh, uh, <laughs> Ann Pearson uh, catches back up to you. Um, you do see that she has uh, kind of tightened her bonnet and is uh, a little, just a little flushed. Mm -hmm. um, not panting, just a little flushed. And she goes, ah, these are not the shoes for running, but all set. Oh, uh, all right, um... Follow me. Hey, well. Um, so, since I know she's fast, uh, we will do a brisk pace, not running, but brisk pace um, up to Shoreditch, up to the clinic. Fantastic. Um, utilizing the shortcuts that you know, um, while they, the farther north you go, the shortcuts do become a little more dangerous, per se, mm -hmm. but uh, at this point in the day, it's, it's not as if anything can leap out at you um and also you have developed a, a minor reputation in these kind of alleys with this particular journey so you don't anticipate much trouble if okay. any um go ahead and roll me a d20 <laughs> uh 12 okay you get there uh you get to the site of the uh clinic no, little to no problem if that was where you were going yep okay um, the door is partially off the hinge, and uh, one of the windows is broken. It wasn't broken when you went before. As you kind of approach the window and peek in, you do see that while the desk and the results of Patrick's battle had upturned some of the furniture, you do see now that also some of the cabinets have been picked as well. Clearly, once the constables removed Dr. Albie Thomas, they didn't stick around to make sure that uh, the clinic wasn't picked clean. Um, so I'm going to go in and I'm going to go up to where Dr. Thomas used to sleep. 
And I'm going to take one carnation out and I'm going to put it on his bed. Um, and then I'm going to look for anything that he has, uh, like a paint or uh, chalk or some kind of uh, something to mark. Certainly. Go ahead and give me an investigation. Okay. Doing so with advantage because you know this place. Natural 20, so 19. Um, you do know that uh, he had one of those kind of uh, handheld chalkboards. Uh-huh. Uh, and he always kept a sunny supply of chalk um, tucked away uh, behind uh, the snuff box that he kept on his uh, bureau beside his bed. The snuff box is gone, but the, uh, the little pile of chalk is still there. And sure enough, behind the bureau, out comes the chalkboard. Okay, great. Um, so I'm going to take the chalkboard, the chalk, and the remaining carnations, about eight of them, I think, mm-hmm. at this point, down, um, to the front door. As you go down the stairs, and you're making past the, the wreckage of the, uh, the receiving area and the clinic itself, um, the bare shelves and the overturned pill bottles is one thing. The very obvious blood stain where Thomas fell. The blood is barely congealed. It's it's not fresh by any means, of course, as it's been a day, but no one bothered to clean up. Um, so seeing that, I'm going to put the stuff down. I'm going to look for any remaining scraps of fabric. Easy enough. Um, and I'm going to... I'm going to wipe it up. As you begin, um, you see Anne just kind of kneel down and... Would you like assistance? No. I need to do this. Of course. She'll lean back and she'll let you do so. The drapes are not the best tool. Um, especially absent of uh, any kind of agent or you do find a bit of stale water in a basin by one of the windows and a flower and a little potted plant that's already beginning to wilt a little bit. You are able to use that water to get the drape a little bit more of a clinging Mm -hmm. to wipe away the congealed it's not going to be perfect by any means, right. but you've, when you're holding that red cloth, it's, you've done your best. Yeah. Um, so I'll go and I'll dispose of the materials that I used. Um, then I'm going to take the chalkboard, the chalk, the flowers, I'm going to go out, I'm going to try to, I'm not going to try to fix the door, but reset mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> How big is the chalkboard? Uh, it was like one of those... Handhelds, so think uh, think a clipboard or a legal pad. Okay, then I'll take a stool or any kind of remaining Easy fragment of, of furniture. I'm going to set it in front of the door, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put the I'm going to write a message on the chalkboard mm-hmm. and set it on the stool leaning against the door with the flowers in the vase, um, in the vase next to it. I'm going to step back, um, and then I'm just going to allow myself to to cry. Um, for about a minute. Um, and it's quiet. 
Um, but it's pretty intense. And is standing away from the building, closer to one of the openings of the alleyway. She's giving you a very wide berth. Mm-hmm. Um, what does the tablet say? The people's doctor. And as Jules leaves, um, so she stands after about a minute, she wipes her tears, um, and, uh, and she says, I'll try to find a way to do good the way you always did. And as she leaves, she knows that there's a very high chance that someone will come by and just take the chalkboard or knock it down, or take take the flowers. But he also serviced a lot of people in this, so perhaps a few other people will take a chance to leave something in their respects as well. Um, and she's at peace with either option. Um, so then she'll move over to where Anne is and say, all right, let's go back. Very well. Roll me another d20, please. Two. Two. You begin making your way back south. <clears throat> Once again, there's a cake to be made. There's uh, some tea to be had with a friend. And this is a day of rest. However, as uh, you get about 20 minutes south, still on the cusp of shortage, back to Soho and whatever boroughs lie between, as I'm blanking on it at the moment. Do faintly hear as you're making your way through the muck and the mire. No, please no. No. Stop it. I said no. I said no. Uh that's a female voice, I'm assuming. Yes. It's not Anne, is it? No. No. It is uh down one of the alleys. Uh so the hair on the back of my neck stands straight. Um and it immediately looks to you. I'm going to... I'm going to go check that out, for sure. Okay. You take off running, or are you stealthing? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm stealthing. Stealthing? Okay. Give well, it, how far away was this voice? Uh, it. I mean, it, it echoed down an alleyway. Okay, and the so alleyway then, is about, probably about 40-some-odd feet long. Okay, in that case, I'm going to rush to mm-hmm. wherever the corner is, and then I'm going to peer around and see if I can sum up the situation. Okay, gotcha. Um, you take off running. Um, you do hear and go, Jules! Uh, zipping on ahead. Uh, you approach that corner. Give me first a stealth check, then a uh, perception check. That's 25 on stealth. Oh, yes. Rogues! <laughs> Uh, and that's a 19 on perception. Okay. As you peer around the corner, you are confident, A, that you're not being seen. B, the thing that you're taking of note is that it's now more of just kind of a, a tucked away thoroughfare. Not nearly as populous as a, as a main street, mm-hmm. but uh, it is a sloped and poorly conditioned cobbled uh, mm-hmm. roadway. And there's about probably another... Three different alleys that are coming off of this thoroughfare. With the 19, 
you know at least that it came from the left as opposed to the right. Okay, so I'll make my way to the left. Okay. Do gotcha. I still hear it? Um, you are starting to hear some uh, cruel-sounding masculine laughter. Oh, then I'm just going <clears> to <throat> start moving faster. Gotcha. <laughs> For what? For not letting people get molested. How dare you? How dare you stand up for people? No, I just mean because you're not here. Hey. I'm high as a kite right now. Well, that's true. Not a, not, not a happy kite. <laughs> not, not, not a happy kite. That is true. Uh, you're strolling down memories haunted Jules, alley. why don't you put yourself probably in one of those first three squares? Whichever one you want. The one with the knife or the one with the braid. Which one? The one with the braid. Oh, hey, giant slow-mo. Is it scary from Spongebob? Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, and you're using Charlie! You really don't have very many painted females. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? That's fair, we, though. We got a brand new one. We have a brand new... Pa- no, no, that's Pearson. No, no. Oh, is it? The, the waitress. Oh, okay. Pearson. <clears throat> what about her? Oh, yeah, sure. Roz is, is so much is better. It, isn't she painted right there on the edge? Oh. It's fine. Her Let's right not there, waste. Right let, let us not waste time yeah. on the minis. Yeah. Partially. Oh. Wow. Broke here. What a jerk. I did. Varys almost went into the fire. You know, where he belongs. Oh, rough. Oh, are you serious? Three guys. Ugh. Don't worry. Anne's right there. <clears throat> She's not far behind. Um... You immediately hear a uh, uh, a, a meaty sound, mm. uh, a sound that you would unfortunately easily recall as the uh, the back of a large hand impacting on a, a cheekbone, Ugh. followed immediately by the smack to the pavement. Uh, the town of a the, the sound of a torn shift of a fabric ripping, mm. um, okay. and. Uh, uh, a crash of tinkle, uh, a crash of tinkle, <laughs> a tinkling of glass as um, uh, a basket goes flying to the ground and <laughs> its glasswares uh, scattering. Um, so as I approach the sound, I'm going to go back into stealth. Sorry, I just want to make sure that I'm perfectly highlighting where the glass is because your perception is rather high. Um, are you okay with me saying that when I? Uh, geared up um, I reloaded my gun I would yes most okay, definitely great. most definitely you've been keeping track of overall bullets correct uh, let's see where are my bullets well how many did I use last time at least two I think uh, I think three shooting the wheel the wheel Sh- shooting him from the shooting, him, shooting his shoulder from the top floor 
Yep. One, trying Shoot. to taking a shot at the cart. Shoot Two. the wheel. No, and then I shot him on the ground, and then the wheel, and then when I killed him. So four. Yes. Yep. That sounds correct. Okay, then yes, on I am. Again? Yeah. His What's hand. Four? His hand, right. Yep, when you yep. blew off a couple of his fingers. Yes. Forgot. Yep. Um. <coughs> okay, anyway, so I reloaded my gun. I have six bullets, okay. I believe. Um, for purposes of this, mm. go ahead and roll initiative for me. Okay. Nishies. Did you also want me to roll stealth? Uh, yes, in just a moment. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what'd you, what'd you get? 17. 17? I also got 17 on stealth, which is why I laughed. Oh, perfect. Um, Sorry. I literally just told Dr. Thomas I'd try to do some good, so. <laughs> Go. Go hurt some people. Jules. Yeah. With the 17 stealth, these two here are firmly focused at the task at hand. This gentleman here, you see as he's actively looking up and down the alleys, he does get a perception check. Okay. As far as you know, you are unseen. Okay. Um, so... I'd like to get in line with this guy who looks like he's probably the one tearing the shift. Broke here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, the, have, the, have Ro- the bearded bald gentleman. The bearded bald gentleman. We have, have Rokir, Tuft, and uh, Varys. Um, I'm fairly certain that he hasn't seen me, so uh, I'm going to... Uh, what I would like to do... Um, does he have a weapon in his hand? Um... You see he uh, has a, a rather kind of like, not quite bowie knife, uh-huh. but it's one of those larger knives. And you see he uh, kind of has his tongue lulled out a little bit. He's going, oh, and what's going on down here, I wonder. Okay, yeah, I'm going to gonna use a, a disarming Gross. shot, and I'm going to try to cut, uh, shoot the... I don't want to kill these guys, I just want them to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, definitely do not want to kill these guys. That is not what I'm here to do. Nope. I want them to leave this woman alone. Especially because Pat is not with me. So I'm going to do disarming attack. Okay. Um, uh, and I'm hiding from that guy, so I should get advantage. You do. Natural 20. Woo! Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh... I'm going to expend a superiority die, um, and he has to uh, do a strength saving throw, or he gets disarmed. Um, can I do like non-lethal damage? Like I don't, I don't know how you want to run that. I mean, a disarming 
So the disarming, the fact that it's a disarming blow, we're going to say that that is automatically going for non-lethal. Um, um, well, so it says with a disarming attack, uh, you you still do damage. Of course, of course. I'm just going to say that you're not aiming for this jan- for this man's head. Okay, yeah. Um, Won't be lethal. Whether, whether this does, you know, eliminate him, his, his, the entirety of his HP, he will then start going into death saving throws rather than just dead. straight up dead if you eliminate all of his HP. Okay. Sound good? Okay, so you do want me to roll damage? Very much so. Okay. Well, you are shooting a gun <laughs> at the at the thing. Okay, so strength so of uh, fifteen. Fifteen. I don't know what this. Unfortunately, this is going to do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my! I mean, oh wow! Is... Um, that's a dirty twenty. Ooh, okay, so he dirty. doesn't drop his knife, but he is going to take a crap load of damage. Go for it. Um, because that was a natural twenty, so automatically. Yep. That's good. I'm just going to use that's my gonna calculator be, I mean, so here. You do what? 3d6 for? 4. 4d6, so that's already 24. <laughs> plus, um, okay, where is my pistol? Uh, plus 10. Okay, so 34. So then wow. I'm going to roll a d10. What a non-lethal shot. <laughs> I know. Oh, I rolled a 9. 9. Uh, 34, is that, so it's 43. 9 plus 6 plus 4 plus one plus four. So that's another 24 of rolled damage. So 24 plus 34 is 58. Plus uh, four. So that's 62. <laughs> um, <What a> shot. <coughs> so you hear him go, and what's under there? I warned you. I see him. You've disarmed him. <laughs> <laughs> um, much like with Peabody, oh, gosh. um, not only did you, you didn't just knock this knife out of his hand, you actually hit the blade perfectly on the tang, and this thing exploded. Nice. Oh, I didn't um, even add my superiority die. Add your spirit, uh, what you, so your superiority die is, uh, is another D6, right? Okay, uh, you don't need to roll damage because you that's, won't. That's you will not. Six. You will not be able to go over the threshold. He had five right. hit points left. Um, so, what? What? Ah! Oh, 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 it's getting dark. And he uh, falls over. Goes into shock. And uh, a, his <coughs> mangled stump of a hand is still twitching. Nice. Uh, but job, blood Jesus. is starting to pool around him. Uh, so then, um, so I am going to say. Uh, with my weapon pointed at the other two gents, I'm going to say, leave. Um, give me an intimidation check. Okay. With advantage, considering you. you just dropped the biggest one of them <laughs> in a single shot. Dang, that was an incredible uh, girl, shot, babe. He, uh, he was a berserker. He had 67 hits. Oh, Dang, my on a berserker in one shot. Um, okay, so Rhodes intimidation. Man. That was crazy. When they get that, when they get that sneak attack, they get that sneak 16. attack. 16. 16? Especially with... Like, advan- like uh, critical, critical sneak died. attack. Okay, cool. Critical sneak attack is intense. Um, okay, so because one of them got the, so the the lookout is gonna go. She just popped in. She just popped in. Stay, Sten. Let's get let's get on it. And uh, Sten, who you now see, is uh, has just like this short blonde mustache. 
turns towards the other one and says, if you leave, I kill you instead. So he's also going to do an intimidation check on his own ally here uh, to see if he decides to stick around or not. Uh, okay. Okay, so he's going to be rolling with disadvantage. <laughs> he's shaking in his boots, but he's staking, staking his ground. He is officially afraid of you, though. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, you have movement. Um, We're going to call your intimidation the bonus action. Let's see. What's my speed? Okay. Fast. Uh, I mean, not really. Um, like to, I'm no Marie. I like to interact with object as my bonus action to <laughs> intimidate. Um, I don't see these people as humans. They're objects. So I'd oh, like to interact oh, oh, with okay. them. Okay, <laughs> okay. So I was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> That's how I'm interacting with objects. Uh, um, so I'm going to back up a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm assuming I can't say anything to her or to her since I already used my bonus action. I mean, what are you planning on? I'm like, are you gonna? Are you are you about to give elaborate? I'm just gonna say, stay back. Okay, you can most certainly say that. Uh, so I'm gonna be <laughs> sort of a Han Solo, like ah, ah, <laughs> I'm running back. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say to Anne, stay out of this. Okay, give me a persuasion check. Okay. Oh, she's not gonna do it. Well, I had to she's try. Gonna, she's going to get into this. 20. 20? What? Beautiful. I'm pretty Incredible. persuasive. Incredible. I'm just okay. sitting here smoking down my dragon hairs. And you're uh, you see <laughs> Anne just the world. Um, grit her teeth and... Okay. I'll go get the constables. Yes! Good! Good plan! Wait, is that a good plan? I don't have Pat. It's a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not her turn quite yet, but um, her position so, is comparable. Okay. All right. It is now Sten's turn, um, and he is going to, uh, yeah, he's going to start. Uh, he's going to um, turn to the the smaller guy, the lookout. He's going to say, "Pull her up. We need a." And you're going to see him just kind of pull out a very large pistol and level it at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is going to take a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something in the air this evening. It's a natural 20. Oh, no. Um, good news is that he's not a rogue, and this isn't, like, superiority dice, so it's not a ludicrous amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... What's that? Okay, so... Okay, that's not bad. Um... And it occurs to me, once again, I didn't have your uh, Dark Was the Night campaign. I had to call up your HP. Yep. <laughs> um, this Jules Walker. Um, <laughs> Does this guy look as tanky as the other guy? Not nearly as much. Okay, great. Not nearly as okay, much. Okay, that's awesome. Um he just has more of a... He also looks a little bit more intelligent, a little bit more charismatic than the than Oh, the got you. One. Thank yeah. you. Uh, not a problem. Um, <clears throat> so... Okay. Oh, Jules. Oh, Jules. 
Um, okay, so the good news is that uh, it didn't hurt as much as when Peabody had shot you sure. the day before. And also, it's a really good thing that you are so physically sound when you woke up today and, like, didn't have any kind of lasting uh-huh. effects of the day previous. Cause well, if I had, I would not have gone to the market. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, you know what? It's really just more a matter of... You, the only thing you're thankful for is that at least it wasn't in the same shoulder. Oh, great. Um, uh, but oh, you... Great. And uh, you, it absolutely pierces your lovely dress... You would specifically pick this one out because it didn't have a bullet hole in it. And um, now there's a bullet hole in this one, too. Uh, hopefully, maybe Anne can sew it. Um, I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, the DC uh, ha, 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 is uh, eight. That's a 19. Okay, you hold on to your pistol, uh, and you are not bleeding. Okay. I mean. You are bleeding, but it is not, like, to the point of that you would need to... Staunch it, yeah. Exactly. Um, that was shot number one. He's going to go ahead and take a second shot. Oh, of course he is. Uh, oh, that's a D10. I like that. You should definitely roll that. Uh, okay, I don't think a... Yeah, it's only a 13. 13 nope. does Miss. not hit. Okay, so... Bless. Ting, 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 ting. Uh, and he is going to um, kind of uh, slide his pistol in and he's going to start uh, charging towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see he just kind of scoops up. Oh, wait, 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 I have freaking evasion. I should have used it. Yes, you do. You can remember that next time. Yep. As he goes 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, he can't quite get to you. Oh, goody. And he's now wielding a fairly hefty, what looks to be like a either a copper or a lead pipe of some sort. It's rusted. That much is certain. Oh, evasion would have worked for it anyway, but I could have used uncanny dodge. Yeah. Okay. It is now... Oh. That guy's dead. Well, not dead, but he's bleeding out. Um... This guy, he's going to go 5, 10, 15, 25, 30. Uh, and he needs to make a dexterity saving throw because he's now standing on broken glass. Uh, he wildly fails. He takes a point of piercing damage. Um, how much is he at? Okay. He's at that. And... Um, he is going to. Is he? Uh, uh, odds or evens? Uh, evens. Okay. Okay. Uh, he is close enough to just kind of like uh, grab her by the foot, um, and he's going to uh, use his action to try and grapple her with uh, his own dagger. Okay. He does not appear to have own a firearm. That you can perceive. Okay. So go ahead and roll a d20 for me and subtract two. This is for the girl. Twelve. Okay. As he get down here, you stupid! Oh! Her foot flies up, and you hear an audible um, as she is not going down without a fight. She has kind of flipped herself Good over girl. and just straight up. Oh, and straight up kicked him right in the face. Um, he takes another two points of blushing damage. Um, and that was his action. 
And now he's just kind of like, ah, you come with me if you know what's good for you. Ah, and she's now just screaming. Um, it is now Anne's turn. You see Anne uh, run back up the way that you were. Uh, and she's going, help, police, police. Is now your turn. Okay. Last bit there was a little disconcerting. All right. Um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and use steady aim. Because I do this, this means that I cannot move this turn. Mm-hmm. Um, steady aim is taking my bonus action. It's giving me advantage on my Amazing attack roll. Using the sneak attack will apply. Um, okay. I'm shooting this guy. Uh, and I'm just going to say... I don't know what you want with her, but you need to leave her alone. Natural 20. Natural 20. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Coming in hot. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, it's it's the exact same amount. Well, it's the same amount of initial Uh, damage. Okay. So, Jules, I need to figure something out here. Okay. Okay. I know that you said... You're not doing lethal damage. Well, you want me to just roll and see how much damage it is? Why don't we start with that? Okay. Because this is not a disarming shot. This is you straight up. I, I don't have any more disarming shots. Exactly. This is not a disarming shot. This is you straight up shooting him. So we'll see how much damage there is and we'll see how it relates to his HP. Okay. Also, that's going to be, what, what, 24 to start? Mm-hmm. Plus a 10, so... 34. 34. Um, so, plus 7 is... Uh, 41. 60? <laughs> uh, even if this... I didn't think my wildest dreams I'd get a natural even 20. Even if this were not, even if this were, yeah, you just blew right past his threshold. Um, of course I did. Uh, fire. He was oh not gosh. nearly as tanky as uh-huh. the other guy. Uh-huh. Uh, he's charging at you with the lead pipe. Uh, she, she's not going I mean, anywhere. He straight up came to attack uh, me. Yep. So. Um, whether you were cognizant of it or not, you leveled that gun directly with his head. And uh, there's just the lower jaw. The teeth is the everything above his uh, his lower jaw is gone, uh, and he just <laughs> blood spurts out of the neck cavity. The tongue kind of wags a little bit. It still just kind of stands mm-hmm. and stumbles for a few mm-hmm. moments before it falls down, screaming bloody murder over there now. Um, I think I don't think a, I don't think you need to roll anything. So he was already afraid of you. Uh huh. Nothing is worth this. No, he's terrified. Um, so, uh, he is now dead. Um, it is now his turn. He's just going, back at this! <clears throat> um, and he's going to, uh, turn, and he's going to start trying to mm-hmm. run away. Um, five, in the 10, blood. 15, 20, 25, 30. He's going to dash for his action. I have no intention five, of pursuing 10, it. 15, 20. Okay. Um, wow. That was fast. Wow. Wow. Two natural 20s. 
God. Holy oh crap. J- Jason's Natty One Jason. And uh, Jules Natty is... Natty Twat M. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I don't like it either. I, was, I, I didn't feel right. Let's not, let's not go with that name. <laughs> I didn't even... I didn't right. even realize what it sounded like when I said mm-hmm. it. I apologize. All right. Um, I'm <laughs> going to uh, go to the girl mm-hmm. um, and try to help her up. Okay, great. Obviously, avoiding the shards of glass because, yeah. you know, it's not as if there's a... Um, the man is still twitching. Um, so I'll go try to just straight up... I'll try which, to stabilize him. Which great. man? The, the man she shot first? Yes. Yeah. Dang. Okay, go ahead and oh, give hard. me a medicine check. Okay. Heart of gold. Seven. Okay. So if he does it, you that get, save. You get, uh, let me just roll this real quick. Um, okay. Okay. Hmm. So if he's still twitching, I'll try again. He's still twitching. Twitch. <laughs> I used up all my good rolls. Nope. Sorry, this guy can die. I'm trying not to be just you get a straight chance. up. Okay. Okay. You're failing. Oh my god! It all comes down to this. You get one more chance. Okay. Here we go. I'm gonna switch dice. He's rolled. He's rolled two <laughs> successes and two failures. Oh my what's gosh. It, what's his name? What's his name? Okay. Oh, wait, what's, his what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Uh, his name is uh, Brian. <laughs> the man who rapes come to die. Uh, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> you know what? Even though. <laughs> Your bandaging of it is—I'm pretty sure that you actually somehow managed to wrap some of the shards of uh, glass uh, and daggers deeper into his wounds. Um, his breath, his breath still levels out. It's no longer okay. He seems <coughs> like he's not bleeding out anymore. Not that you Des- deserve it, scum. But by all odds. <laughs> That was incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I, you know, I got this two natural 20s and then I got like a six, yeah. a four, a uh, five. You do see her though, however, she has a big uh, thing of, uh, a big uh, a slab of wood that was found in the alley and she's no. approaching. He, he won't. <laughs> and you see uh, uh, the bright shiner on her I'm going to help bring her out of the alley and bring her out front. What, besides the obvious, did they want? No. So I'm like bringing her all the way out here past yeah. the carnage. Right. That's, oh, oh my. Oh, Sam, you're right. And she gives no, them. No. Oh. She, she gives them a good solid kick. I mean, on that's, the way out. that's fair. Um, she actually then leans down and she starts patting him down. Good and she, I'll do. What is it? Money. It is. Okay. And she, you see her just kind of popping it right in her bodice, um, looking at her. Uh, she's not a, a courtesan, mm-hmm. but from the way that uh, her wares are exposed, you, it is clear that this woman does make her uh, living on her back. Okay. Um, uh, there are some certain marks of the trade that are yeah. available. What, uh, I heard you crying out, no, and they were obviously being abusive. What happened? <sighs> Big one. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he won't be able to give himself any more comfort, that's for sure. Um... Oh, he, uh, well, he paid me to start, so we came back here, and that's when the other two came out, and I was rather insistent that I don't provide 
party services. The uh, one with the mustache there, he didn't seem concerned about that. He talked about how Big Baldy over there was going to have his way with me first, as, as what he paid for, but then I was going to be a, a guest at a party. I didn't particularly want that, as you know, any of us around here, we don't want another Whitechapel on our hands. I heard what happened to them. Offered grapes, offered nice wines, offered rides and carriages, and next thing you know, they're missing their innards. No, that wasn't going to happen to Bonnie. Not today. I haven't lived this long. What? Do you know where the party was supposed to be? <laughs> Believe it or not, love, I didn't exactly inquire. That's, I was more of trying fine. to get away. Just... By the way, damn good shot. Yeah, thanks. Twice! Could you believe that? I've never seen shooting like that before in my life. All my days. <clears throat> Jules is going to be like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You're great. Um, at this point in time, give me another perception check. Don't sell yourself short. Okay. You're great. Oh, well. Uh, three. No, 13. Sorry. That is substantially better. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, as... Uh, you're saying, no, me neither. Um, you do realize that you're hearing impacts. Like, fighting. Grunts. Back up the way you came. Okay. Uh... Ah. What's wrong? Wait here. What? For the bobbies to find... No, thank you. You have my thanks, and if you ever need a friend, Bonnie of Shoreditch is here to help, but um, well, I'm not sticking around for no bobbies. Uh, Alright, um, so I'm going to run back the way I came and try to figure out what that sound is. Yep. Um, you see her turning around and going back to the guy who's missing his hand, probably to yeah. pat him down as well. Yeah, that's fair. Um, as you are running... Oh, I'm... Well, yeah. As you are running uh, back up the alleys the way you came, um, you uh, start to approach one of the mouths of one of the alleys. Then you hear a... <laughs> and you see a man get <laughs> basically thrown out of the alleyway and bang! Impact against one of the walls. Um, and? <laughs> as you stick your head around the corner, you see two other men are unconscious on the ground. And Anne is just standing in a uh, position as if she had just full-on uh, uh, gently um, double-fist-punched this man out of the alley. Not far, mind you. Not like supernatural strength. But she had clearly used his momentum against him. And she, her hair is a little out of place. And she's got a few bruises on her, sa- on her face as well. But she's just... <sighs> Reinforcements? <sighs> what? Were these reinforcements? Or just uh, someone trying to get a little too fresh? You know, I didn't stop to ask. Oh. Oh. Oh, I think I pulled something. Oh. Yeah, oh. and I'm shot. We should go. Oh, bloody hell. Oh. Right. Um. <coughs> <laughs> One more kick to an unconscious guy here. Oh. <coughs> And she starts hobbling out of the alley and uh, goes, right then, 
Hour and a half, of course, of course. Um. I mean, that was probably only an additional... We need to stop it that up. Um. 13 seconds. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> You begin making your way back to 17 Shaftesbury, now definitely keeping to the alleys. You do hear, as you're a couple alleys away, a... Murder! Murder! Oh, shoot. Shall we run? Yep. Taking off. <laughs> uh, why don't you give me a stealth check? Crap. We should have just stayed to see what happened, but my witness left. Uh... Um... And your parole officer or somewhere else. I know! Um, I'm sorry, stealth? Yes. Uh, 23. 23? Okay. Yeah. Um, you and Anne, both rolling really well, are able to just keep to the shadows. Look, doing your utmost to be able to look conspicuous at moments where, like, general populace, there's a particularly close call, whereas you're reaching the mouth of the thoroughfare, uh, a trio of policemen are starting to run past you. And Anne um, immediately just kind of uh, tucks in behind one of the barrels and starts going, oh, and see, I really like the windows here, and I was hoping that maybe we could get something similar. Oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. The moldings, for yeah. ticketing. <laughs> exactly, and then you turn and go right back to it. As you are keeping to the shadows, um, Anne's not as stealthy as you. That much is obvious. She's doing a pretty good job of keeping up, though. Um, finally, uh, you're at the mouth of Shaftesbury, um, and, uh, as you are, your pace has become more reserved. You see Anne just kind of go, Oh, no. What? Did you lose a tooth? Oh. <sighs> you know, my father always used to say that good dental hygiene was a mark of good breeding. Unfortunately... That wasn't a hygiene issue. No, uh, yeah, not that very many men believe that a woman loses this and... Well, at least it was a molar. I suppose I could... Oh, I'm going to have to go see a dentist. Oh. This day just gets worse and worse. Never trust a dentist. Do I even want to know? No. Very well. So what happened to, um... What happened to, the, to those gentlemen? Uh... You but, didn't. Well, let's wait till we get back. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, even though it has been a couple hours, uh... Your tantrum has long since passed. Why don't you go ahead and roll a d4 for me, sir? Soren? Mm hmm. Patrick? Roll, roll a d4. Yeah. <laughs> Three. <coughs> okay, so that means that you are going to come out of your haze induced fog um, actually right around tea time. Perfect. Um, so it is uh, approaching, it is a little afternoon um, by the time you and Anne are able to get back into it. Um, <sighs> The door opens. The two of you make your way in. She goes, don't even think about sitting down anywhere until I've taken care of that. And she makes her way into the kitchen. All right. Actually, it's probably best you just come in here. Yeah. She, Jules was, like, already following yeah, her. Perfect. Um, you see as uh, Anne goes over to... Take, take her shirt off and just, yeah. like, throw it in the trash. Yeah. So, I, I probably could... Man, I, I mean, the, you can if you want to. It's the blood, though. That's going to be I, Yeah. Yeah. Yes, 
No, no amount of spit's gonna take that out. Yep. Um, she goes, right then, um, brandy or... I don't know what moonshine is. Brandy. Brandy it is. Uh, one before the wound? <laughs> She'll take, take, take a swig. And then she's just going to pour it on herself. Oh, yeah. Oh, very well. I was going to apply a cloth first. Absolute <sighs> lunatic. And she begins uh, patting you down. Um, it's fast. That being said, she is touching you. And she is touching you directly. How is this reacting to Jules? Um, this is not Dr. Albie Thomas. This is not even Patrick, whom you are leery of. Um, I will make a roll... Mm-hmm. Um, to, I, I just doused myself in alcohol, mm-hmm. so that's really painful. I was also aware that she was going to help me. Yep. She's also a woman. Yep. So, um. So you can make this roll with advantage if you feel like that. No, I'm just going to make the roll. This is just to determine whether or not I flinch back. Okay. Um. There's not going to be any judo flipping? No. Okay. No, this would not, this would not warrant a judo flipping. Um. Natural 20? Yep. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. Um, so Jewel sees her coming in and Mm -hmm. just braces herself for it. Okay. Um, I'm going to have Anne roll perception real quick or insight. Uh, that's cocked. Uh, by the way, the, um, she's since leaving the alley, she's been trying to get the woman's screams out of her head, what she had heard. In, in that whole process of uh, what was about to happen to her, she's been trying to get that those sounds out of her head because that is a, a trigger. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, as she's patting you, she does feel you, even with a natural 20, like you, you don't flinch away. There is just a tension. You go, oh, I'm sorry. Was that, was that too nope, rough? No, nope, do it. Do it. Very well. Um, yes, this is going to need stitches. Good news is that uh, exit wound. So it was clear through. We're not going to have to go digging. Um, uh, well, so... cross stitch or... Uh, raise yourself. And uh, she just pulls off and she starts hooking through and... This literally happened to me yesterday. So. Uh, She's doing a very good job. I wonder if I can go through a day without getting shot. I'm not certain, but... Um, Science would point to no. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I went in there and I... It was the right move. I tried to shoot the knife out of the, um, the man's hand. What? She's kind of holding a little snort to herself and she goes... I can do that. I'm and sh- for the record, I'm sure you can. I did shoot the knife out of his hand. Really? With it's... his hand. So. <laughs> she pauses. She goes, you know, in the Americas, um, they uh, <laughs> often have these uh, these Western shooting shows where they try to glorify their uh, genocidal practices. And uh, <laughs> there's always a uh, certain gentleman who's apparently able to hit remarkably far shots. Uh Sharpshooter, so uh, perhaps you have a bit of uh, the American frontiersman in your in your veins, as it were. Maybe. That, uh, uh, and it's a particularly little pointful 
jab at that one. Anyway, and uh, actually that knocked him right out. Uh, and then I warned the other two, because there were two more, to leave. And one of them came at me with a lead pipe. Ah! So. And he's... Uh, not gonna make it. You know, I wonder if there's such a thing as, as, as chambermaid client confidentiality. Because if we're ever brought in for questioning for anything along these lines, my silence is secured, but I would love to be able to claim a legal reason why I'm being quiet. But, uh, oh well. Honestly. I'm part of it all anyway. If I hadn't... Turned out the woman we I saved uh, was uh, she was a prostitute. They deserve protection too. Of course they do. If anyone deserves protection, anyway. Uh, the point is, she didn't want to stick around for the police. Ah. Yes. If um, she'd been willing, if uh, the witness had been willing to stick around for the police, I feel that the actions were justifiable, but I would have had no witness. Right. Uh, plus, I suppose my testimony would not have sufficed. Well, plus I thought I heard some um, more danger and ran off to you and ah. the witness then would, you know, left. Right, of course. Um... Yes, sorry, sorry about that. I no, uh, don't apologize. I, I just you were doing the right thing. Just wish I'd taken care of them a anyway, shade sooner. Also, if it weren't for my current situation, I probably just would have stayed and told the police what happened. But Pat wasn't with me. Yes, I probably should go check on Mister. No, Patrick. I need to go talk to him. Farewell. Uh, might I suggest covering up first, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you. Go. Oh, right. Yeah. All right, so, um, Anne. Yes. Thanks for telling me that, uh, it was the right thing. Of course. I, uh, I just wanted them to run. It's the thing about bullies. It's the thing about those without scruples one of two extremes either they run at the first hint of a bare teeth or they don't realize they should have run until those teeth are clamped around their neck you know it pisses me off the most they probably would have run if I was a man mm. but heaven forbid they run from a woman ah. except the one <laughs> He did turn tail and run. Come again? Right, that might be a problem. Well, it's not like we announced who we were, so uh, perhaps it'll amount to nothing. No, plus he's obviously up to no good, so... Oh, we'll deal with that. Great. I will start work on the cake. <sighs> okay, I'm going to go up to Pat. Pat! Mm. Uh, yes, that that would be basically the response. Um, Pat, mm -hmm. is the food still outside? Mm-hmm. Pat! Mm -hmm. 
Um, I have news and you're not gonna like it. Mm. I have news that you're really not gonna like. And I really need to talk to you, so... Assuming you grabbed a shirt. Yeah, yeah, I grabbed a shirt. I mean, it just would have been my shoulders uncovered anyway. Okay, I'm coming in. In five seconds. One. Two. Three. Four, five. <laughs> I'm gonna open the door. It's locked. Oh. What? Pat. Pat. Genuinely concerned right now. Uh, Patrick, give me either a wisdom saving or constitution <clears throat> saving. It's entirely your call. My wisdom's higher. It's your call. I will say that a success on one uh, has one effect, and a success on the other has a different effect. Let's <coughs> go uh, concentration. Uh, constitution, let's see what happens. Okay. Six. Patrick, having worked out your tantrum, the Dragon's Haze did its intended duty. And you are, for all intents and purposes, not quite dead to the world, but as close as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. There's a distant. Mm-hmm. Oh, for the love. Um, how hard is it to climb up to his window outside? With your fresh wound, it's going to be a tad bit more difficult than normal. Right. But it's a building that you've scaled many a time before, so the DC right. is still relatively low. So I'm going to go out and around, and I'm going to climb up through his window. Okay. I would try um, to. Go ahead and give me an athletics check. Mm. 16. Perfect. You only needed an eight. Great. Typically, the DC for scaling this particular house is like a three, mm. but because of your wound, right. it was bumped up a little bit. Um, Patrick, is your window locked? Mm, probably. Because considering your, uh, I mean, we've had people on the roof, mm-hmm. so it's probably locked. Okay. Knock, knock, knock. Pat, give me a perception check. Uh, 19. 19. So, um, Patrick, given the orientation of either your bed or the uh, chaise um, mm-hmm. that you find yourself on, um, for starters, is it facing the window or facing away from the window? Um, it used to be facing the window. Okay. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Very well. Okay. <laughs> Furthermore, with a 19 she would see the effects of your tantrum. So tell me what would be noticeably different. So go like 10 degrees less than uh, Loki's Oh! When he's in the cell? It's it's not that bad. Books are... But it's... Books are everywhere, pages are everywhere. Yeah. Uh, your yarn map, is it still intact? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yarn I'll, map is that's, intact. That's sacred. But, but um, Actually, 
you want to roll for it? Yeah. <clears throat> Dang it. Given how absolutely vital this normally is for you, I will say if it's less than a five, it's gone. Whew. Thank goodness, 18. Okay. But that was a... That was a... One of the reasons I freaked out. Yep. Okay, so it's... It's not... It's not destroyed. Yep. Um, but the rest of it is fair fair amount of disarray. Uh, I won't say that, like, to the point of one of the bookshelves completely turned over, mm. but one of these shelves have at least been... The yep. Pot! Uh, you see uh, his head lulled on the armrest of the chaise. You see the back of his head. And you see a fair amount of smoke. Pat? Mm. Come unlock this window right now. Mm-mm. I will break the glass. <laughs> you can't. Not that you know that. Oh, the hand is... Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to break the glass. Okay. Dagger. Come in. I think she's a little <laughs> concerned. Uh, I, well, I'm also like... Yeah. <laughs> and wounded. Exactly. So. You've done better. So the hilt, the mm. handle, hilt one of your daggers, and you're able to get the other arm in. Unlock it. Unlock it. You're okay. in. Uh, give me a history check. Two. You don't know the smell. Okay. You know enough to know it's not tobacco. Okay. But um, you don't know the smell at all. It is a different brand, I Hmm? That's true. It's a different brand, anyway. This yeah, isn't regular thing. opium. Um, okay, but I probably know enough to know that it's probably a drug. Uh, give me a medicine check. Medicine! I'm not going to use you. Natural 20. Natural 20? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Okay, so um, as you <laughs> rush okay. over to... I don't know what this to, is. To, <laughs> as you rush over to Carl... <laughs> And you immediately begin to take in, <coughs> like, the sweat, his demeanor, uh-huh. his limpness. Uh, you open up one of his eyes, and, like, it's just staring listlessly ahead. Um, you, yourself, ha- have no di- diagnosis available. Um, but you do remember that sometimes in the courtesan, additional services were offered. And sometimes people liked to bask in the afterglow with company and a pipe. Mm -hmm. And although the smell does not match that at all, the way that he is acting right now, scarily identical. Um, Okay, do I know of any ways to help him come out of it? Well, probably Um, some coffee, uh, maybe... Dunking his face in ice water, um, good few slaps might do it. Um, Okay, I'll try a slap first. Okay. Pat! Whack! Uh, Give me a constitution saving throw. That's a... 11. 11? Okay. Not quite. Okay, uh, I'm gonna rush to the door, unlock it. And... What? So- I need, sorry, what? I need cold water. I need very, very cold water. Uh, how much? A glass? Uh, uh, Enough to put a head in. What are you doing? <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> gonna put a head in. <laughs> Did you bring it with you? No! <laughs> she doesn't know that I shot Shit, him in the yeah, head. That was me. That was me. That's um, funny. All right. So uh, about 
two minutes later, coming up with a, a basin completely full of water with uh, ice cubes in it. Um, she goes, I'm using the last of our ice. I didn't think I was going to have to be. Anyway, just... Oh, oh, oh. Help her. I'll, I'll help her. Very heavy. Very yeah, yeah, come on. No. Yeah, come on. Oh, my breakfast, I made him. Okay, we'll set it down. I'm just gonna help me get him. Um, as Anne goes in, you see that her expression goes completely placid. She is uh, looking at Patrick with, give me an insight check. Seven. He's just she's just looking at Patrick. Um, Jill's gonna say this is new. Of course, um, she helps you get him up and dunk. <laughs> give me a Constitution saving throw with advantage. Sir. Eighteen. Eighteen is the DC. Woo! Um. Carl, you are rudely, and perhaps at this point in time, maybe thankfully, mm-hmm. maybe not. Hard to tell. You are brought out of it. Ah! Choice words. <laughs> um, there's just, uh, I'll take the tray downstairs and continue on the cake. Thanks, Anne. Sorry. Are you really? Am I sorry that I had to bring our maid in to awaken you from some drug-induced stupor? What were you thinking? My door was locked. And you were unresponsive. And also, what is this? I think this calls for a different kind of music. Is this, is this new? Is this something that, how long have you been doing this? Do you know what this does to you? Not necessarily you specifically, but to people. This, Miss Walker, is none of your concern. Fine. None of my concern. Fine. Well, I have something that is of concern to you. I came up to ask you um, what we should do. Uh... And I went to the market, as you may or may not recall me asking if I could go. Remember that? Uh, give me an intelligence check. Not 20. Yep, you recall. All thing about coming out is that often you are able to grasp, even if you were not lucid at the time, you're able to look back with a fair amount of lucidity. Well, we, um, after stopping at the market, we ran up to Shoreditch to, uh, Clean up Dr. Thomas's a little bit and leave some flowers for him. That was very kind. On the way back, I heard, um... I heard a woman being assaulted. It is short ditch. Yeah. Uh... I, um... Was trying to get... There were three men. Three men on her. Uh... I shot one, um trying to disarm him 
uh, ended up uh, hurting him a bit more than I meant to, and he went he went down. Uh, he's well, he was alive when I left him, but uh, I tried to tell the other two men to to back off, um, and one came at me with a with a pipe, and um, I shot him. Uh, yeah, he uh, he did not make it. The other ran off. Um, the woman I saved uh, was being. She was a prostitute. Um, she was being. They were gonna have her do things that she didn't want, and she'd been asking them to stop. They were abusing her. But, because she was a prostitute, she did not want to stick around for the police, which meant I had no witness to corroborate my story. And, uh, well, turns out, actually, our maid um, is quite handy, and she uh, took care of a few other men. Um, I think they're all breathing still. Anyway, I was wounded. <laughs> and without a witness, and with a body, and without you, I did not think it wise to stay in the moment. And here I am, telling you what happened. Wanted to ask your advice on the matter, as there will be, I guess, two witnesses when the other comes round. Although, now I don't... Don't suppose you want to go to the police and tell them that the reason you weren't with me was because you were high as a kite? Sorry. I'm, I'm a bit... You're allowed advice. I just am a bit surprised and I was very... I thought for a second you might be dead, Pat. And, um... Because, uh... I saw a girl who overdosed once and, um... Anyway, I'm sorry. But, uh... What should we do? You saw... A woman who was being abused. Was she... Did she call for help? Yeah. She was crying, no, stop. She was calling for help. Did she call for help? You're pretty certain. Yeah. point in time, I do want you to give me uh, an intelligence check, or a history check. It is your choice. That's just a nine. Just a nine? Yep. Alright. Um, it might just be because you're coming out of it. But speaking honestly, in this moment, with the knowledge that you have, forgiving murder mm-hmm. for one instance was a rarity in and of itself if there's no one to corroborate the story you're not certain if Jules would be look on favorably heroic action or no yeah 
I don't think it's likely that these two men, when they survive, will go to the police, because obviously they, uh, I mean, they seemed kind of scummy. Were they? Um, give me a insight check. What I mean is they weren't dressed in nobility clothes. No. Natural 20. Oh my gosh! Wow. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, what your dice are cursed. Uh, for the better, oh my gosh. they're the DM's bane. Oh um, my gosh! Uh, DM's bane. That's a <laughs> don't worry. They, they've been saving up for a while. Oh my gosh! Um, with the insight, with the natural twenty, of the insight, you replay the whole interaction in your head, zooming in particular on each man's face. The big one that lost his hand. He had only one thing on his mind at the time. Uh-huh. The little one. Squirrely. Fearful. Mm-hmm. The one whose top head, top half of the head you removed. Mm-hmm. He had a very specific goal that had nothing to do with carnal desire. Right. It had nothing to do with what he wanted. It had everything to do with what he needed. So I'll relay that information to Pat. Anyway, I don't know how likely it is uh, for either of those two men to, like, go to the police and be like, hey, you know, come up with some sort of lie, like, we were in this alley and we were attacked by this woman that would lead to the police. I, I, I don't know. But technically, there are these two men out there who saw me do this. But I Let's hope they don't make a report. Yeah. Technically, only one of them was conscious for the murder. That's true. Let's hope they don't make a report. I it wasn't a murder. It was self-defense. DM. Sorry. You shooting a man for and abusing I... a prostitute sounds eerily similar to the events that led you to be in my custody in the first place. Well, except in this case he was actively in the act of abusing the prostitute. I was trying to prevent the abuse from happening. And then the other man, you know, the man who I actually killed was coming at me. I wasn't trying to kill them, Pat. I really wasn't. I was just trying to scare him off. But I rolled really high. And now I'm being punished for those high rolls. I'm sorry. (laughs) (coughs) Pat is trying to balance two uh, things, which is one, uh, the embarrassment of being caught and you know uh aired out in front of the help and then um the you know anger at himself that he'd been there it wouldn't be this complicated and then you know the upset that 
as soon as Jules isn't under my direct supervision, she goes and kills someone in this alleyway. And he's just going to say, I need to clean up the room. Thank you. Uh, Jules is going to get up and walk over towards the door. And she's going to turn back and say, So, what are we going to do? We about what? About you killing someone in the streets? Do you think we should tell Scotland Yard or no? I trust your judgment. about an hour before Isabel is set to arrive. Mm-hmm. Plenty of time to get freshened up. Um, deliberate the nature of the midday. Patrick, mm-hmm. do you begin cleaning up? Yeah. Um... Yes. So you do so. Um, as you are doing so, what is going through your mind? Is it the same issue of before of embarrassment versus rage versus a little shame versus frustration? stupid non-logical like you know if Jules hadn't gone out and you know, been so familiar with with uh, you know Miss Pearson this wouldn't have been as big of you know like it's those mm-hmm. stupid like it's very deflective it's like I was happy doing my drugs <laughs> and then my drugs went stupid and I was happy being <coughs> unhappy and then you had to go and ruin it hmm so Definitely little pouty. Pouty grumps. Gotcha. And then it's just like, oh my gosh. Like, we're like a week away from your parole hearing. Mm -hmm. And not only is it like... A week as of, uh, a week from tomorrow. It's like, hey, not only did I like go on a, go on a trip to the market without you, then I ended up shooting a guy and then just leaving without, you know making a statement and saying, hey, For the record, we it seems like I've gone out and run small errands before. It seems like that's been a thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And while you're on that small errand, you've shot a dude. All today. So, like... <laughs> today. Just today. Um, 
the occasional broken wrist is the worst. Um, up to this point, obviously. He put a, a rapist in my path. Technically, in your path? It's in the alleyway. Technically, you paid for it. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yes. The only non-consensual part was that she didn't want to go to a party. All all Jules heard was a man trying to force himself on a woman, and she yep. was saying, stop, no, yep. help. 100%. You made, as I will echo, I, the DM, will echo what Anne said. You made the right move. Okay? That's, that is for you. That is for your edification. No, Jules, yeah. Not just for the moral aspect, but for other implications as well. So, make of that what you will. That's a DM She was gonna get sacrificed to a elder god. Um, alive. Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you are cleaning, dealing with this kind of pouty deflection, um, you do hear a soft at your door. Hmm. I'll go to the door. Uh, you see uh, Miss Pearson uh, standing there with a uh, a few different uh, nails, a hammer, and a like a hefty tarp material. And uh, she says, I'll uh, be able to get to the glass blowers tomorrow to get measurements for the pain, but um, we are rapidly approaching, well, not rapidly approaching winter, but we are in the fall. And um, Yes, thank you. May I answer, sir? Of course. She does so. And uh, she begins to just knock in so that there's a little bit of a... Not airtight, but certainly will prevent things coming in and Mm -hmm. heat going out. Do I have your permission to speak candidly, sir? No, you do not. Very well. She inspects her work. Plays with the tautness a little bit. Nods satisfactorily to herself. Gives the hammers a few test whaps in her hand, begins to walk towards the door, stops, shakes her head a little bit, turns to you and says, may either grant me the permission to speak candidly to you now, or I will speak candidly to Lord Ashley Cooper. And yes, that is blackmail. Pearson, you may have forgotten your place with my ward, Miss Walker. However, do not forget your place with me. You're in no position to threaten. And if you believe that you can blackmail me, believe me. I can make sure 
you never work again in the Queen's Empire. Give me an intimidation check, Mr. Patrick. Mm, well, it's cocked. That's good. It's slightly better, but not better. It's just a 10. We need to have a roll off. 12. Uh, intimidation, 14. Okay. But if it's just a roll off, then it's 12. Uh, you, okay. you can add your qualifier. Um, she uh, takes a deep breath. was brought in as your housekeeper. That is the duty that I will see myself fit to do. Under your own admission, I was brought in as a confidant to these happenings that surrounded you and Jules. I have not forgotten my place, sir, but you clearly have forgotten your role, and shall leave. time is set to occur. I'm... I need to go to the restroom. I'll be right back. <coughs> I'm gonna go out. Okay. I'm not, I'm not as smart as my character is, nor do I know the connections that he would. I want to find out who Ann Pearson is. Very well. Very well, Mr. Patrick. Well, there's a few different ways you could go about this. The most obvious route mm -hmm. to Carl mm -hmm. would be to have a sit down with Lord Ashley Cooper. Mm -hmm. He is, after all, the one who hired her. Yeah. Another thing you could do is... Uh, research genealogies of the last name Pearson um, at the uh, at the reading room. If she descends at all from any Pearsons of substance, there should be a fairly in-depth genealogy. Uh, another thing you could research is any herpetologists. Um, those who studied reptiles as uh, you have heard Miss Pearson say that yeah. her father was a, was a herpetologist. Whether he did was so professionally or whether he was an amateur has never been relayed, but it'd be easy enough to go through the index of categories to uh, see if there have been any uh, studies or papers or books on the subject written by a Dr. Pearson. Your venues, sir, are entirely your own. Um, the only reason I did not have you roll for this is you are a man of 42 summers who has made his job to be yeah. an investigator. So. Okay. Um, I'll start with the herpetologist uh, route and um, see what I can find about uh, Dr. Pearson. Okay. 
Um, go ahead and start by giving me an investigation check. That's 25. Emily, I'm going to request that you leave the room, please. Oh, okay. Secrets! I just got back. Yep. I know. I apologize. Couldn't do this while I was in the bathroom? Uh, no. I'm just kidding. I know, yep. Hmm. <laughs> and for uh, intentional purposes, uh, purposes, you, the lovely listener, are... Thank you. You, the lovely listener, are definitely allowed to keep listening. Oh. Um, <laughs> however, Emily, if you are reaching this point in a re-listen, I trust you. Um, Soren will let you know when it's time to come back in. <laughs> Looking alphabetically, Anne herself is not yet 20 years old. Meaning that her father could be anywhere in uh, the last 30 years would be an accomplished herpetologist if he had ever published anything whatsoever. Not very many herpetologists with the last name beginning with P. Mm -hmm. In fact, none are by the name Pearson. There is a, um, ironically enough, a, uh, a Patrick, Hustis Patrick, mm-hmm. um, uh, from uh, Denmark. Uh, obviously, a Irish immigrant or a Scottish immigrant. There is um, Peterson, a uh, American herpetologist who uh, was studying the. Uh, effects of certain rattlesnake venom. And uh, then there is a herpetologist who had pursued um, the applications of uh, black mamba venom by the name of uh, Dr. Ansel Lapierre's. Hansel? Ansel. You know that name, Patrick. Pierce. Le Pierce. Le Pierce. I know that name? You know ha- that name. Have has I have I Soren heard it? Or has uh I don't know if you Soren have heard it, but Patrick would most certainly know it. Ansel Le Pierce was the name of the man that Jules killed. Five years ago. Oh gosh. Well, that is a um, coincidence too big to be overlooked. Um, Ansel appears. Uh, would the genealogies of the reading room, um, if I went and looked up Ansel appears at least give me um trying to think of if those records at the reading room would have 
living kids because if not mm-hmm. if not then it would be like could I figure out you know I'd, I'd want to find religious records and go to whatever church and find mm-hmm. children who are baptized and born all, all that stuff and see if I can find give me an investigation okay. check sir <laughs> only a 17 but the dc of 15 hey with your targeted research sir those were very precise the lapierre's family was clearly not well to do enough to have their genealogy listed however at the saint paul's church in shadwell located in Whitechapel. There was a baptism of an Annabelle de Pierce, daughter of Marianne and Dr. Ansel de Pierce. Cool. All right. Um, wow, this is going to be a day, isn't it? Marianne. Annabelle, Marianne. Wait, Emily's dancing upstairs. Um, I need to find everything I can about Anne, since she's especially threatening to blackmail me. Uh, is there any way I can find if Marianne is alive, where she is? All, all that stuff. With the location uh-huh. of the I'm, uh, yeah, I'm at, church, I'm at, I'm at you're Paul's able to look Chapel. at, you're able to now probably uh, extrapolate of either medical records and nearby hospitals or newspaper clinic clippings. Okay. So go ahead and give me one more investigation check, sir. Come on. Slightly higher DC. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Dang it! not good enough that's only a 12 not quite good enough dang it you find an article detailing the death of Dr. Ansel Lapierre's no mention of a wife no mention of a daughter sorry scratch that I lied Dr. Ansel Lapierre's is survived by his daughter, Annabelle Lapierre's. No mention of a wife. Okay. Okay. All right, that's telling. So, no mention of wife. That's because she's not a Lapierre. Did it say Marianne Lapierre in the in the baptismal record, or just say mother was Anna, was Marianne? It said Annabelle Lapierre, um, daughter of Marianne Lapierre and Doctor so, Ansel. So it did say that her name was Marianne. Okay. Marianne was a Lapierre. article didn't say that she was still alive which would have been interesting if she had okay 
All right, can't find that information. Now I gotta follow down more Annabelle. So, wife, wife line goes dry for now. Yep. Mother line, uh, dead. And as to whether alive or not. Okay. Um, cool. I need to find out more about Annabelle. Um, I'm, I'm looking at articles and stuff. Um, let's go, let's go medical records, see if there's any, uh, history of, of Annabelle. I mean, while I'm still here with the articles, that, is that the only stuff I can find? Correct. Okay. With the 12. Yeah. Okay. That's all I can find mentioning Annabelle and yeah. Lapeers. Um, cool. Let's go medical route and see if I can find any history with that. Um, and then after that would be, um, any, when you say medical route, what are you trying to well, suss out? Um, you know that she was baptized in Shadwell, so that means yeah. that she was potentially born in a hospital near Shadwell. Yeah. But beyond born, don't know what you're hoping to accomplish with to, medical records. I don't know what to accomplish either. Um... medical record just in the right way um see if I can find any uh school um or academy places I'm gonna you know we're gonna say that by the way that the research up to this point in time has taken you probably about three or so hours because it's not like there's a database you can you've had to go searching you are so you are past the the tea time yeah I'm not gonna gonna oh no no of course not yeah um it's probably about 4 30 um at this point in time the you know that the reading room will be open for another two and a half hours or so okay so you have time for one more one more roll for today What do I need? Okay, so I have where father is. I know that she's connected with that. Um, I know where she comes from. She's from Whitechapel. Um, her father was doing stuff with Black Mamba Venom in Whitechapel. Um, what... I want to look up some cold cases. Uh, I want to see. I want to see if I can find some uh, unexplained deaths in Whitechapel. Mm-hmm. Um, Any particular time frame? I mean, she's twenty. So Anne's twenty, right? Correct. Okay, so between five to ten years ago, mm-hmm. I want to be checking, especially like five to seven, like that mm-hmm. little time, that little niche, that little niche right there, because she'd be getting close to fifteen, and if she's as proficient in milking a snake as she is with that, then she could potentially be involved in that and mm-hmm. I might now seeing 
that if Dr. Lapierre's was involved in any of these, you know, experiments of what Black Mama would do, if there was a second person that they weren't accounting for, or that then that might stand out, mm -hmm. um, I'd, I'd like to look at that, those records. Most certainly, that is a very specific niche. Yeah. Um, that being said, that's a very creative niche. Uh, we're going to call this a DC 15 investigation. Come on. Dang. No, it's just an 11. In that two-year time period, five to seven years ago, um, focusing on Chris I mean, Shadwell like and that whole Chapel. That whole yep. tenure would be just too much for today. Yep, exactly. Um, no reports of... No reports of unexplained deaths. Unfortunately, one thing that would be known to Patrick is that Whitechapel is... I mean, there was a reason it was... Yeah. The Ripper's playground. People don't care about what happens to the people of Whitechapel. So... You are eventually, as uh, your well runs dry in that two in the two year window, um, uh, the Severus Snape esque keeper uh, mm -hmm. whose name escapes me at the moment. I don't know if yeah, we even gave him one in that first episode. Yep. Um, Mister Patrick, I'm afraid the reading room is going to be closing soon. Of course, I will be more than happy to uh, put these volumes back myself, sir. Uh, or if you like, I can would perhaps you, arrange a bundle if you're planning on joining us tomorrow. I will be uh, stopping by tomorrow. Would you mind uh, keeping these? Um, and also this one, if there's another, you know. Um, the next. The next one as well. Yeah. Um, and say, would you mind uh, putting those on hold for me? I of will. course, sir. Thank you. It's uh, always a... Especially after helping us out with the... Uh, unfortunate incident with the suits of armor. We are more than happy to accommodate your needs. Yes. Uh, it will not be me in the morning, sir, but I shall make sure to leave a note for Thank my uh, relief that, the, that these are your tomes and they are not to be touched. Thank you very much. Thank you very kindly, and I'll give him a tip. Oh, you have two kinds, sir. Uh, uh, let's do a just give him a shilling. Oh, very generous. Uh, this will bring you to seven o'clock in the evening, sir. So at this point in time, I think I will yep. say... I'm good. Soren may now collect you, um, Miss Emily. I'm not... I don't think I'm going to go to Lord Ashley Cooper until I have more. Understandable. All right, Emily. My turn. <laughs> oh, you don't need to leave if you don't want to. I need to go pee. Well, I, didn't, Sorry. I didn't anticipate it going quite that long. Where's all the bees? Get some juicy stuff? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's juice. Don't look at my, don't look at my computer. I won't look at your computer. <laughs> <laughs> there, nice. Tea time. Oh, great. <laughs> Tea time. Change now back to the happy music that you like. <coughs> Um, around 130 to 145. Give me a perception check. I swear to God, I get another natural 20. 
19. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, is it just a 19? Yeah. Oh, all right. So, uh, <clears throat> as you are just collecting yourself, still trying to come to terms with what you've just witnessed downstairs, what happened in the alleys, and also now thinking about the motivations of those men, just, uh, this is why you need Patrick, because he's able to connect dots a little bit more esoterically than yourself. However, as you are feeling the frustration mounting, you do hear a moment of raised voices below. Not shouting, but harsh. Before you hear the... I'll come out on the landing. And you see Miss Pearson just beginning to walk down the stairs very stiffly. Okay. Having left Patrick, Pat's quarters. Yeah. Um, she does get to the bottom, kind of lifts up her head for a brief moment, tilts her head... Whoops. Oh, and uh, Roper Initiative. Exactly. She throws the hammer. No, no. So she does, uh, they'll go. Cake should be ready before too long, Jules. Without even looking at you. Okay. Um, uh, and it is not ten minutes after that that you hear the <laughs> of Pat's door open, followed by his more heavier before you look out your window and you see Patrick leaving making a beeline um uh westerly okay um so in the time that Jules has had to think to herself um and sitting on the bed Pat left the choice up to her um and she's thinking I did the right thing. Those men shouldn't have been doing that. I was defending her. I was defending myself. I was defending Anne. I wasn't in the wrong. And... I was only able to stop them as well as I could because I had a gun. I just happened to be a really good shot. Um, and as she's thinking about Scotland Yard, she's like, I had every intention to purring my cat, not purring, petting my cat, purr back, petting my cat, um, and this is all just inside her head, but she's like, I can't, I can't go to Scotland Yard and tell them what happened because I have no proof and bringing in my witness would not I'm not going to do that to her. Also, something bigger was clearly going on, and considering they needed a prostitute to do it, chances are it was something, you know, and I'm thinking back to Jack the Ripper, I'm thinking mm-hmm. back to all kinds of things, and I'm like... The easiest ones to get rid of are the undesirables. Right. And I'm just thinking, even if somehow word gets back to the police that someone who looked like me was involved... I was by myself slash with another woman. Yep. And even if they did confront me about it, they have no proof. Yep. Just like I have no proof. Mm-hmm. And um, while I, Emily Barker, would have moral qualms with 
not going to the police and staying silent about this. Jules Walker does not. Exactly. So that's where she's decided to land on that. And with Mm -hmm. that, she's actually, by the time tea time has come around, she's at peace with that. Good. Fantastic. Love that. Um, Shadow just has not left your side. Almost sensing your turmoil. Mm -hmm. But upon your resolution, she just kind of looks up at you. Does that cat uh, uh-huh. cat stretch thing, and you have feel a moment of as the uh-huh. nails find purchase and just kind of it's lovingly clawing, but it's clawing nonetheless. Oh, maybe maybe not today with the claws. Just, well, ne- never mind. So, <coughs> um, as you be. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'll head I'll head downstairs around time. Great. Um, you see that uh, the sitting room has been made up with a, a smaller table. Um, there's a, a, a kind of a, like a fresh doily that's been put over it. Um, uh, a fresh pot of tea rests on a, rests on a platter. Um, and as you are making your way in, the, uh, Anne is coming in with just a, a plate of biscuits. She goes, uh, so the cake will not be ready immediately upon her arrival. However, uh, as long as she's planning on staying more than ten minutes, um, it should be ready while she's here. You've done more than enough today. Yes. Well. Um, someday, you're going to have to tell me where you learned to do the, um... Saw that, did you? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um... We could do another trade secret. Mm. Excellent. Uh, and perhaps we can use the brandy for its intended purpose rather than... I'd like that. That's what I... Um, yes. Uh, 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 she is looking at you and because uh, she's kind of giggling between the two of you for a brief moment and then she just kind of stops. Give me an insight check. Okay. <clears throat> insight is not great. Nope. Fifteen. Okay than I normally expect you to get on inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's giggling, and then there's almost just like a little freeze for a brief second, and it's as if she's remembered something. And she looks at you, uh, still smiling, but the eyes have lost their joviality. And... Yes, uh, of course. Um, Brad. <sighs> what? Jewel side. That'll be the door. I'll get it. She leaves the sitting room. And, uh, she makes her way over to the, uh, entrance. Um, and, uh, as she opens the door, you hear from the other room, Yes, Miss Isabel Lame, here to call on Trent. That is Jules Walker. Right. Uh, yes, of, of course, sir. Uh, please come on in. Oh, your dress is so lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Edgar, don't be so rude. It's well in Soho now. We're away from civilized people. 
Um, sir, can I please take your... Don't touch me! <coughs> so, sorry, sir. Just, just, just... That's, just leave him be, Anne. It's all right. Uh, very well. Um, uh, as she uh, mumbles a little bit and she steps into the sitting room and she goes, um, yes, uh, Mr. Edgar Lionel and uh, Miss Isabel Lane. Um, I only set the place for two. I can go grab another chair. Really. And Edgar just goes, don't bother. I will sit. In the big chair. I, I will take uh, two sugar, one lemon in my tea, please. Yes, Mr. Lionel, of course, Mr. Lionel. Whatever you say, Mr. Lionel. Yes, sorry, didn't know he was coming too. Edgar. Jules. Um, and Isabel just watches as Edgar slowly shuffles over to the chair. So within earshot however he sits down and she goes now edgar make sure you oh there's no way in heaven and as you look back at the chair he is already (laughs) sound asleep in it he still has his coat draped over his arm um and isabel comes over to you and she has kind of like this expectant little hoppy look on her face and she goes well was last time just a fluke Oh, right, sorry. It's, um, uh, I have a couple injuries. Oh! But, oh, soft. And she just, she, uh, comes in very gently, uh, puts her hand on your back, uh, and after, she would, you'd know that she would be very comfortable there for, hello, Jack, um, (laughs) be comfortable there for much longer, but, she knows that your comfort is right. not nearly as much. So right. she removes herself and she just kind of takes your hands in a little bit uh, for just a brief second. She goes, deep breath, it's just me. Yeah. Uh, now then, um, oh, I, I like your new housekeeper. Yeah, uh, her name's uh, Anne Pearson. Oh, how fun. Definitely the best housekeeper we've ever had. <laughs> oh, well, um, well, let's have a seat and... We can talk, and thankfully, I don't think we need to censor ourselves. Um, God save the Queen? Nope, he's out of it. Um, <laughs> good test. That's a good test. Oh, yes. Uh, you wouldn't believe uh, how often that would shake him out of it. But if that doesn't bring him out... he The poor dear quite exhausted himself on the ride over here. What, why did he come with you? You know how Miss Alice is. Typically, you are supposed to call on me, not the other way around. But if I am to leave, I have to bring Edgar with me. So, or Miss Alice herself. But she's, she hasn't been around quite often. Um, well, actually, that's probably probably part of the news that we can that we can talk about. Um, let's have a seat and talk. Uh, let's have your news first. Of course. Um, let me have some biscuits. For, we have some pleasantries. We have to exchange I'm first. Sorry. Jewels. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Look how proper you are. <laughs> she blushes bright red at that. She kind of gives a, a little swat to your hand on the table. She goes, we are of the same stock, Jules. And don't think it, it don't think it escapes my notice that I'm only where I am because of what you did. And you're only where you are because of what you did. And that's something I'm ever going to be able to repay you for, but I'm going to try. Um, 
Jules is thinking about having helped Isabel. Mm-hmm. And having helped another woman not long ago. Yep. And, uh... How would death involve both of them? Yep, and, uh... She's gonna say... I think this is a place I need to be. Then let's just learn to be happy for each other, I suppose. Um, sure enough, like, <coughs> clockwork, about six minutes after this, mm-hmm. um, uh, Miss Pearson comes in, and the frosting has been whipped into a garish pink. <laughs> You're not quite sure how she's managed this. And the cake looks like one of those Belgian pancakes where it's just super tall and fluffy. Um, and uh, she goes, uh, I'm not certain about the size of the slices. However, it is just you ladies, I suppose. Uh, no one would be around to... It's a, uh, a strawberry mousse. Jules is just like gaping because like the day you're not the only one Uh, (laughs) the day that they've had it's like how how did you manage to do that and Isabel is also just doing the same (laughs) without even the semblance of what's happened earlier in the day she goes oh my (laughs) Jules I may try to take her from you (laughs) oh well don't don't do that and you'd better take a piece for yourself, too. You're talking like I haven't made another one for myself. Okay, good. I'm just ch- <laughs> I'm just making sure. No, of course. Um, uh, now then, Miss uh, Lane, was it? Uh, yes, yes, uh, Isabel Lane. Very well. Um, how big, dear? And she looks at you, and she goes, Half? <laughs> Jules and, will laugh, which yep. does not happen very often. And gets a chuckle out of uh, Anne as well, and she very well, so long as it's all right with Jules, it's... And she cuts the cake plain in half. Granted, it's not like a huge birthday <laughs> right, cake, right, 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 but right. it's it's still a hefty amount yeah. of cream and flour and sugar. And she goes, well, um, it is a chrysanthemum pomegranate tea. Um, that sounds so good, <laughs> says Emily. <laughs> yep. Uh, that being said, while it is the preferred paired beverage with a cake... I do have something else in the kitchen, if you require it, Jules. I'll just take water, actually. Lemon, or no? Uh, yeah. Very well. Enjoy, ladies. Oh, thank you, Miss... Miss Pearson, was it? Yes, Miss Pearson. Uh, Jules. And she leaves and goes into the kitchen, and Isabel looks after her and goes, Jules? What? Your help just referred to you as your first name. Well, yeah, I mean, Isabel, I... No, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm also not one to stand on um, appearances, but still, that's... Don't get me wrong. With Miss Alice, what I have noticed is that the more accomplished a servant is, typically more stringent they are to, well, certain guidelines and, well... Your Miss Pearson is clearly very talented, and yet she's familiar. I don't think that uh, service was necessarily her intended uh, line of work. Ah, well, we do know a thing or two about line of works that we did not intend, so. Yeah. 
Um, well, let's let us uh, taste the fruits of her labors and and tell me your news. Right, of course. Um, and she takes a big spoonful on. Mmm. Oh, goodness! It it melts in my mouth. It's <laughs> remarkable. I'm to be wed. Oh. Oh. Mmm. That's delicious. And how are you? Oh, okay. Um. Don't even need a insight check. She's looking a little, not upset, just concerned, a little strained. Um. To whom? Haven't met him yet. What? Haven't met him yet. So then, why is this happening? Well, Miss Alice is getting up there in the years. She and Edgar are not too far apart, age-wise. And um, she has no surviving family. That's why I've taken on the name. And um, she does not want me to be a lonely spinster after she passes, despite the fact that I would just go traveling. I'd love to travel. Um... So, uh, she offered a rather substantial dowry, um, and uh, a couple of those balls that I told you that I attended last month, um, were apparently, uh, advertisements? Advertisements? Did you know that? Nope! I did not. (laughs) I was just told to be on my best behavior, so I was. Did you... Did you meet this man there, even if you didn't know it? Potentially. She's kept this one a little close to the chest. Um, I am supposedly to find out, uh, what is today? Today's the 27th, so, uh, the 3rd. The 3rd of October. So you don't even know his name? Nope. Um, she has assured me that he is, uh, that he is um, not stupid, which is... Does he know who you are in your past? It has been made apparent to him. Um, apparently, after the balls, there were many offers. Uh, and then, uh, as... Well, that could either be a good thing or a bad thing. As the interviews occurred with Miss Alice, the subject of my past would come up. And apparently... Um, Apparently he was the only one who didn't withdraw the offer upon finding out. So he's obviously a good man, then. One who doesn't care. Alice, even if he's a good man, even if you like him, do you want to get married? I did want to get married someday. I just didn't expect it to happen so soon. I don't want to be alone, Jules. And, um... Miss Alice is not very long. It's quite, it's quite all right. I'm, I'm certain that... I'm certain that it'll be, it'll be a, a fine arrangement. 
Will you be able to be with him? Haven't tried. <laughs> um. Well, of course not, but I mean... I, I know what you're saying. I don't know. And I did express this concern to Miss Alice. And it was a concern that she passed along. He claims that it would not affect him and let us face reality as it is, Jules, if he can't get it from me, it's not unheard of for them you to You know, it. you could never be with a man who would do that. Jules, this is a very bird tale book. If anyone knows that, I do. But I have to believe that there are men out there who... Yes. All right. Congratulations. Yes. I hope. Once you know his name, once you know more about him, I want to know. Of course. You, you'll be the first to know. And I'm going to do some digging. I would, I would absolutely encourage you to do so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. All right. Um... Who knows? Maybe my new husband will be uh, more willing to travel than Miss Alice. Well, that wouldn't be hard. Miss Alice doesn't really like to go much farther than Oxford. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Yes. She um, can be quite a jaunt at her age, I suppose. Oh. Anyway, that is my news. I went first, as promised. Now, clearly, you called me here for a reason. Uh, yeah, um, as you can see, I'm, I'm a bit banged up and I, I didn't know that I could, uh... I wasn't going to say anything. Like, Jules looks terrible, <laughs> especially with, like, the fresh wound. <coughs> the fresher wound. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I just didn't know that I could, um, make it all the way out to you, so... Do you want the good news or the bad news first? Bad news first, most definitely. Um, Jules is overcome with some emotion. Um, Dr. Thomas, um, Dr. Thomas is dead. I know you didn't know him as, as well as I, but I know he... I know what he did for us. He died yesterday. Oh, Jules. She looks at you and her eyes narrow. She takes in your appearance and she goes, It wasn't natural, was it? No. Well, the good news had better be substantially good. Dr. Thomas uh, was murdered. That's the good news? No. I'm getting to it. Dr. Thomas was murdered by <laughs> Mr. Peabody. Um, she drops her teacup and it, the porcelain breaks and she goes, my goodness, I... <laughs> Leave it. Pe how? How 
How? He's in jail. He's in. He's in. He's in jail, Jules. No, he 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 was released. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Don't worry. The good news is, I killed him. He's dead. Like, actually dead. I shot him right through the heart. Turns out he did have one. He shot Dr. Thomas because he was mad at me. So I chased him down like a dog and I shot him. She slumps very unladylike into her chair. This unreadable expression of incredulity, uh, confusion, joy, sorrow, all warring across her face, and she goes, Jules, am I a terrible person for being more happy about his death than I am sad about Dr. Thomas's death? You didn't know Dr. Thomas the way I did. No. He's dead. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> Shut up like a dog. Dog is too kind. Like a worm. Like like some foul little thing. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's <laughs> and she starts um crying, giggling to herself a little bit, and she just keeps repeating it. Um so I'm going to take a deep breath and brace myself and I'm going to move over to her and I'm going to give her another hug. Um, the giggles war with sobs. Mm-hmm. She has a complete breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, never giving full way to sorrow or to the fear of remembrance mm-hmm. or the pain that's been suffered. It's, it's all not quite eclipsed by the joy of this revelation, but it's it's giving it a run for its money. Um, is to this all of a sudden? What's what's going on here? It's, uh, it's nothing, Edgar. It's nothing. Just some <laughs> just some really good news. Just go back. Go back to sleep. Go back. Oh man. He's dead. Thank you. For all of us. Thank you. I'd be lying if I uh, said it didn't feel very good. (laughs) I feel good just hearing it, Jules. (sighs) Was he afraid? Should have seen the look on his face when I stepped out with my gun. Tell me. Everything. So I'll go through the Mm -hmm. play-by-play, not of the murder, but of the chase. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Mm-hmm. has the appropriate moments of, (gasps) and, and, why was there a a livestock cart between the the (laughs) dining cart and the... (laughs) I I don't know, whoever designed the train was clearly out of their minds. (laughs) Um... The re- so, you know, I wondered the same thing. <laughs> um, and uh, you actually do get a 
applause at the end of the story. And then she immediately goes, Oh, how boorish of me. Uh, a man is dead. Oh, no, I'm not kidding. He, wasn't he was a villain. Kid. He wasn't bad at all. He was a villain. Yes. Um, if this was a children's story, there would be applause. Fair enough. Anna's since come in and cleaned up the broken mm-hmm. cup and given her a new one, and she goes to Dr. Thomas. Clink. Clink. <laughs> Pinky up. Pinky up. Yeah. Well, that certainly is news. Um, <laughs> remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. You know, this is going to sound ridiculous, but... Sorry, would you give me another seltzer? Oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is going to sound ridiculous, but... (coughs) I'm feeling a little more optimistic now. I'm glad. Knowing that he's not able to... Not even able to have the chance to do to anyone else what he did to us. What was that? What was that wretched bird? What, mine? Yes. Starling. We never have to hear that dreadful lisp ever again. Lisp. It was the worst. First time I brought it up. He beat me black and blue. I remember. Only the only one who ever beat me worse was that, um... Yeah. Mr. Lapierre's. Funny how the world works. Funny. Tragic. Anyway. True. True enough. Um... Oh, goodness me. She, she looks at the clock. Is it that time already? Um, I probably should be getting back. Uh, may I hug you one more time? Of she course. zooms over the table before you can finish saying, <laughs> um, and she just hooks her arms up around oh. yours. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's all right. It's just, I got shot here and then I got shot here and it's just... So... Maybe try not getting shot. Right, yeah, I should do that. Um, she giggles again. Um, and as she pulls herself away, it's not like she's sobbing again, but there's definitely like a couple of tracks and she goes, mm-hmm. It was an unfair trade for a man so good to die so that a man so evil could. But think perhaps the world benefited overall. At least mine did. But who's to say? I just know I will sleep better going forward. I love you, Jules. I love you, Isabel. All right, Edgar, come along. Edgar! Breathing. Okay. 
he he does this. Every- God save the God I- save the queen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> he pulls out a pocket watch. Oh, we're going to miss... I, like, pointedly look away from the pocket watch. <laughs> we're going to miss the motocross. Come, come on, Isabel. Edgar, please, I get such motion sickness when we're on the motocross. Can't we just take a handsome... No! We are going to enjoy technology. <laughs> um, and uh, he goes, uh, Isabel, get my coat. You already have your coat, Edgar. Get my hat! And uh, she exits. Um, and Edgar kind of straightens up a little. And he looks directly at you. And he goes, Good show, Jules. I'm sorry about the doctor. You are a sneaky devil. You know that. No one will believe you. proceeds to shamble out. Um, I have no further plans for the day. Great. Other than, uh, well, that's not true. Yep, at this point in time, it is probably about 4.30. Okay, so if Pat hasn't come back yet, I don't know he how long. Not. Oh, okay. Um, then I'm going to take what remains of my cake into the kitchen, uh, where Anne is, I presume. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to uh, sit on the work table and uh, just eat my cake and I'm not going to say anything for a while. Okay. Um, she's uh, cleaning up, mm-hmm. and she keeps coming into the kitchen, seeing you seated there. Goes about her business. After about, what, ten minutes of this? Mm-hmm. She's going to put the teacups on the counter. Goes, yes, Jules? What's up? I'd have to be a bit more specific. Before Isabel came in. Oh. You're referring to my... I don't know what you're referring to. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. (laughs) Well, perhaps now's a good time for us to have another exchange. I suppose. Who taught you how to handle a knife? Let's see. I think his name was... I'm so sorry to say that I don't know for sure if his name was Jim or Jamie. It was Jamie. Uh, I was nine, and, um, oh, I'd just gotten the snot beat out of me by some other urchins in the, in a, in a back corner, and he, um, he came and helped, didn't know me, and, uh, he gave me my first knife, said, you gotta use this to protect yourself, and he, uh, he hung about for a few days and kind of showed me a few things, showed me the best trash cans, to get food, uh, the best alleys to sleep in, mm. you know, where you get to wafting air from bakeries and things like that. Uh, he gave me some of the best advice I think I've ever had. Then uh, I never saw him again. So, after all the things that he gave me, I'm largely self-taught. 
Perhaps you can show me sometime. As for where I learned what you saw, I spoke of how I spent some time learning from certain chefs in France, and how after I had learned all I could, as she indicates to the decimated remains of your cake, mm-hmm. I had to move on. And I had actually... I won't go into the details of how it happened. It's a darker story for a darker time. But um, I ended up in Nepal. Nepal. Nepal, yes. It's a uh, small country that is uh, basically... Well, deep in the mountains, mainland, and I got to stay at a monastery for about a year and a half, <clears throat> from the time I was 16, or was I 17, anyway, I was there for about a year, year and a half, some change, it took about half a year to get there, so, and uh, in exchange for cleaning and cooking, taught a way of focusing my anger. Did you have a lot of anger to focus? Yes. Still do. Still do. But yes. So after I learned that I... (laughs) You saw me struggle with three men. They could each take on 30. Mm. It's otherworldly what they were able to accomplish. But I wasn't keen to spend the rest of my days looking for a bunch of bald men. <laughs> so I was able to earn my freedom and I was able to make my way back to good old London. And eventually I. The rest is, shall we say, history. That was quite a piece of information. However, it was not the one I was wanting. Oh. Maybe that's the information you'll get today, Jules. I'm not ready yet. Say what's troubling you. Fair enough. Are you going to be all right? She looks at you. And... Give me an insight check. (laughs) Five. She's unbeatable. Okay. I hope so, Jules. I hope so. Uh, Jules will push herself off the table. Um, She probably has like three bites left of her cake. Um good cake. She's gonna go upstairs. And she's just going to uh, chill until she hears Pat come in. Okay. That will be what? At least three hours later? Yep. Are you going straight home after your (coughs) adventure, sir, or is there more to do that night? (coughs) Reading room's closed. Mm Mm-hmm. 
gonna see if there's anything else that I'm like dying to do right now. That's it for now. So I don't. Gotcha. A lot to think about, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. A lot hanging over your own head as well. Lord Ashley Cooper is an upstanding man. And while you have done much good under his purview, you don't know how he would react. You don't see how he would react favorably. Indeed, the answer would be to what extent would he react unfavorably. Mm -hmm. Naturally. Options. Mutually shared destruction. Mm -hmm. Subjection. Subversion. A problem disappearing, perhaps. At that thought, you stop in your tracks. That is not your style. Mm -hmm. That's that is not what a man of God would do. That is not what a man who holds justice as paramount would do. The fact that that thought even occurred to you for a brief moment is horrific. You're alone on the street. Bless you. Dang it. Look behind you. <coughs> the wicks of cotton wick and castor oil are snuffing out. Ahead of you. Much the same. Seven lights remain on each side. Okay. Um... I'm going to uh, I hate this so much. You're the worst and I love you. Um, I'm going to try to reach out with some divine sense um, and detect good and evil. I can sense anything affected by the Hallowed spell or another location of a celestial fiend undead within six feet that is not behind total cover okay. if you will allow me most definitely you are currently at less than at, yeah. at less than three the three-quarter sanity threshold mm -hmm. therefore to start at the moment you burn that you feel your right eye get tense and if anyone were to see you the eye would be awash with green energy mm -hmm. I need you to roll a d6 for me sorry not d6 a d4 three Three, you lose two points of sanity. Okay. Six lights remain. At this point in time, that six, that where the edge of the light is, 
is probably almost 60 feet away. Do you stand your ground? Yeah, I'll stand my ground. Five lights away. And the moment that that fifth light gets snuffed out, you see all around you a wash of this fiendish eldritch energy as if it is a massive hand slowly closing on either side of you. Um. And this spectral mandible attached to flanges of just pure undulating darkness seem to pass through the buildings. A small folklore comes to your mind of a a, a monkey prince who challenged a god to race around the world and to touch five mountain peaks. Upon leaving his mark, it seemed that it was merely the god's hand all along. So dwarfed are you by this energy energy the hubris of that monkey was the true tale and four lights remain as the hand continues to close three lights remain What do I do? Give me a perception check. Yeah. Do so with advantage. Okay. Uh, That's a 22. With a 22. Mm -hmm. You do see that as the hand is closing around you, (coughs) it's not a circle, it is a hand. And as you look for any space in this Eldritch Energy, you do see, sprinting off into the darkness, if you're able to, you might be able to outpace the closing of the hand. All right, well, I'll do it. Okay, give me an athletics check. Two legs remain. I was cocked, which is unfortunate. Hey, that's nice, 17. 17? Okay. (coughs) You succeed. One of the first, when you succeed over one of the, that's one success. Thanks. You need one more as the last light is all that is remaining. Okay. Give um, me another athletics check and you may add your cult score. Nope. That's not going to do it. That's a seven. That's a six. Adding your cult? Yeah. So, the cult is three. Uh, a cult is uh, religion plus three. Oh. So that's three. So cult is three. I rolled a four. It's minus one for athletics. Ah, gotcha. So that's six. Okay, that's a success and a failure. The last light goes out. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay, 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 okay. It's 19. You hear it all around you, the breathing. On the back of your 
you're now almost blinded by the energy, but you're able this to... Is, this is weird, because I thought last time that this happened... Um, I, okay, I don't want to say it, but I think I'll say it. Should I say it? I'm going to say it. Know. I'm going to say it. I'm going to be like... What are you doing in Lodon? That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna, I know it's I know it's like a cursed name that makes people go crazy, but I'm gonna say it. Invoking that name. Uh huh. The energy freezes around you. The green tint of the energy <coughs> starts to turn a very murky, muddled, blackish. What's your passive insight? Passive insight is... 18. <clears throat> it's very difficult to read energy. Mm-hmm. Your insight allows you to do so. There's no more playful intimidation. This is apoplectic okay. anger. Okay. And you hear recesses all around you. Who do you name me? True seeker. (coughs) You would think that I am a mere servant to him. The energy is furious. You get the sense. Yep. You have erred in labeling it. Yep, I have. This is not. It's not what on. Which is even worse than what I was hoping. Give um, me a sanity check. Yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> uh, that is a big old fat fail. What's an eighty-nine? <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> what what shall we what shall we give me now? Am I scared of names? Am I scared of proper names now? <laughs> Mrs. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me another D one hundred, please. <coughs> That's a twenty one. That's about to get harder for you, Bob. Yeah. The tendrils of shadow around you begin to swirl and coalesce into these rotted, putrid vines of power. Blooms of a a sickly fuchsia and green open all around you, mandibles of teeth growing out of the petals. You look down at your hands and you see long, long hair-like appendages growing out of your own arm. Your eyes distort, pull apart, swell in size, and you see not through the perspective of two eyes, but of hundreds of eyes. You try to scream. 
And with horror, you realize that this loud buzzing is emanating from yourself. One of the flowers opens up and you realize it's some sort of Venus flytrap. Awesome. And you, my dear detective, are very much the fly. Yep. <clears throat> Roll a d10, add three. I don't like that. Roll 12. Oh, you didn't roll 12. Roll a 9, so it's 12. <laughs> roll the 12 on a d10, that's impressive. <clears throat> you lose 12 points of sanity. Yikes. And as the Venus flytrap closes around you, darkness takes you. You also now suffer from botanophobia, and that is fear of plants. Nice. And Patrick, whatever you wished to accomplish this evening has been very rudely interrupted. Uh, That was rude. It was super rude, even. Jules, how long before you go looking for Pat? Uh... Or are you? Well, uh, I suppose if it gets to be like seven. Oh, yes. Most okay. of it's definitely past seven and he hasn't come back yet. Okay. Uh, I have no idea where he went. way for me to reach Scotland Yard. Uh, that'd be a uh, handsome cab to uh, Westminster. Okay, I'm going to take a cab because the last thing I want to do right now is wander the streets by myself. Fair enough. Um, and I have no idea where he went and I'm a little worried after everything that's happened mm-hmm. with him today. So I think I'm just going to have Inspector Robinson or whoever's in charge right now send some people out to try to find him. No need to roleplay this particular bit unless you yeah. want to. Nope. Um, Robinson is at Scotland Yard. Um, Jimmy's is notably absent. Um, if you inquire after that, do you? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say. Um, uh, Jimmy's uh, is taking another couple of days off. Uh, he lost his finger um, uh, in a recent interrogation with Oh. I will be very sad about that. From the other hand. <laughs> so, I'm assuming Inspector Robinson's not going to be mad that I came here without Pat since I'm trying to no, find no, Pat. No, no, very much so. Um, I'll just say he... Roll a d4. I'll just say he went out uh, a little before tea time, and yeah, he's so. back yet, and I'm worried. Four. Four? It is 11 o'clock at night before they finally find Patrick. Okay. Unconscious catatonic. I'm, I'm just going to wait at Scotland Yard. Yeah. Um. <coughs> they, uh, the report comes to you via telegram that Robinson uh-huh. gives you that says that uh, because of his lack of responsiveness, 
Uh, he's being brought to uh, Greenwich Hospital. Okay, I'll go there. Okay. Um, no need to pay for the hansom cab from Westminster to Greenwich. Okay. Yeah. How much do I? Owe uh, for the so first for one? that, for the for that, uh, it'll cost you uh, six pence. Um, the reason that Patrick is brought to Greenwich Hospital is because it is the one that is directly tied to the Greenwich Asylum as well. Because okay. at this point in time... This isn't the one we were at before, was it? It is? It certainly is. Yeah. I was afraid of that. <clears throat> because okay. uh, they're not certain if this is a malady of the body or of the mind. Okay. Patrick. Mm-hmm. You stand alone in the darkness. It is just a pure void. All of a sudden, you see to your left your fireplace and two sitting chairs. I will sit. figure sits down in the chair directly across from you. Doesn't take you much to recognize him. The bags under his eyes are substantially larger than normal. The hair is not kept at all, and the mustache and the hair itself have also taken a bit more of a pallorish gleam. White, almost. But the same eyes stare back at you, one blue, one green, looking a little gaunt, enough clothes almost hang off them. You sit across from Carl Patrick. Is this form more pleasing to you? And what? You always seem to be running away from me when I'm looking at you other ways. The, you're the... Watch it. <coughs> ...person who's been <coughs> reaching out with strange energy and turning off lights and grasping at me in the dark. I'm just trying to get your attention, truth seeker. You have my attention. You're not acting like it. I'm not acting like it. I laid down a perfectly good line for you to follow, and you let that winch just drag you off. The further I was going, the more it's hurting me. Sounds like a you problem. Of course it's a me problem. If you're not willing to bid adieu to a little bit of sanity... I don't know how I'm going to be able to help you. How am I supposed to help you and find truth if I can't even find myself? Looks like you found yourself just now pretty easy. I got you there, didn't I? You may have. So, this ward of yours, 
She's holding you back, you know. From what? From the truth. Look, you're the one who's named me Truth Seeker. I didn't seek this out. You're the one who found me. You really don't remember, do you? I'm merely finally calling in the bargain that was struck. It's not my fault you don't remember it. Have we been formally introduced? I don't remember that either. Ah, that's a little bit of a problem. You're not quite ready to hear my name. Everyone's got these names. Should I change mine? You think your name's Carl Patrick. Damn right it is. He looks at you with a pity. As if a grown-up looking upon a child beginning to question the existence of fairies. Condescension and pity. Well, if you keep true to your title, things will come more clear for you. Though, it does seem that you have your arms a wee bit full with just everything else that's going on. All these distractions. Like that Lodon. Hmm. Now there's a nasty man. I know he's nasty. Hey, He's not one of mine. No. You should take him off the board. I could help. How would I do that? He's living inside a friend of mine. So? Twain him. How? I'd love to. That friend of yours. She's got that ring, right? Aye. Well... Rings giving protection against the lessers. If you were to say, put that on your friend. Bad idea. See, I'm not all portents of doom. I've just found in the past that that's how I get your mortal <coughs> attention. But you, you don't shake too easy. That's why I've opted for this instead it's a little bit easier than approaching me with horrific visions of dead bodies coming to life with words carved in their heads faces and tongues that wasn't me maybe that wasn't you I mean that wasn't me large tendril cre massive creature connecting to me and while I was down in the coroner's office I'm always connected to you you need oh my gosh this is your god sorry never mind
You need to find the truth. Once you have, you'll be able to learn my name. Once you've learned my name, I'll help you get yours back. Aye, we have so much left to accomplish, Truth Seeker. What? All right. I'm obviously asking the wrong question. If I'm supposed to be seeking the truth, what's the lie or where is, or what is the theme upon which I am, should be searching? As I'm trying to find the truth of what's going on with Miss Britton, I'm trying to find the truth as to what's going on with Miss Pearson. I'm trying to find that I'm seeking the truth and you keep saying, I'm not seeking the truth. What truth are you talking about? I'm not permitted to hold your bleeding hand. Don't every... hold my hand, but you keep saying, find the truth. I can't see the lie. You know what you need. You need to find those like-minded individuals who know that where you're stomping on is not the world of men. All these lords, you're queen thinking that this is their island thinking that this is their world that's a big lie you are traipsing and the skeletons of my own subconscious find the people who can show you damnable reality that you traipse around in. Maybe then you'll be more receptive to my guidance. Watch out for your lady friend. She's gonna drag you down. do us much good and you see as you stand up and begin to just kind of lean towards you and one hand just begins to extend past its natural limitations the other hand comes under and just kind of coaxes your jaw open what into your mouth it goes How many people do you have in here? Finally, you feel something grasp in your lungs. Something phlegmy, for lack of a better term. Pulls it out until your jaw is forced past all all human limitations, and you see as the appendage pulls out and attached to the appendage is a slimy, sunken head with long, wispy hair, um, flesh that is clinging to a skeleton, though the flesh itself has turned mottled and yellowed. Uh, a, a woman wearing 
rags that are soaked with sweat, urine, and pustuled blood. As he pulls her out all the way, he goes, You found yourself a plague maiden. I wonder how long that's been growing there. Enough of that. Well, it's not your problem anymore. Not directly, but, um... And he lets go and she... fades away. Oh. Well... Should be easier for you to manage that way. What was the thing with the rats and like uh, the few hundred years ago? Bubonic plague? Yeah, that. You'll want to find her. Um, I want to find her? Yeah, well, she's not your problem directly anymore, but uh, she might become someone else's. Not that I care. Thank you. Oh, that's the nature of our relationship, Juice Seeker. What I need you to understand is that at its core, I'm only looking out for you. Pat. 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 Shoot open. You are restrained. Oh in a my. bed. Saints alive, Pat. What were you doing? Are you okay? What what were you seeing? Goodness gracious, man. Miss Walker, is he? Is he? Yeah, well, oh. his eyes are open. Would he hasn't you just, said anything yet. Would you describe yet. my uh, room? Your surroundings? Yes. Certainly. You are currently restrained <clears throat> to a table. You are the table itself is inclined a little bit. Uh, your arms are bound in a white straitjacket, and across your chest are two thick uh, black leather belts. Mm-hmm. Um, in one corner of this white examination room, um, white is a too favorable a term. It's really more of a stained gray. Um, you do see a. Uh, familiar face um you see sorry I have to find his name uh where is he doctor doctor oh you see uh Dr. Heinrich Faust the uh visiting German physicist uh not physicist the visiting German physician Mm -hmm. from Berlin um as well as his aide uh, and you see that he's addressing a bunch of other younger doctors who are all listening to him raptly. Um, Jules is currently standing between you and him because he has in his hand uh, what you would recognize as a lobotomizing device. Oh, nice. Um, as you can see, the mere threat of danger was enough to awaken this man. Thank you so much for the demonstration, uh, Fräulein Walker. Now then, um, for those of you who wish to see an actual revolutionization, I invite you to come in with me to the next room. Uh, good to have you back, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Patrick. Um, Miss Walker. 
and he shambles out of the room. Jules is just shaking her head and glaring at him. Yes, well, um, if you didn't stop him, you would have had all of Scotland Yard to contend with, so. Well, boy, are you finally with us? I think so. Been frothing at the mouth for the last two hours. What can you blame me? The food they have at these places. I see his sense of humor is still intact. Um, hereby, in my capacity as the head inspector of Scotland Yard, I do by hereby release you to the custody of Miss Walker until you find yourself back in the comfort of your own home, whereupon you shall resume your duties as her ward. Amen. Parole officer. I'm his ward, he's not mine. It is a very late night, Jules. I haven't seen my children in nearly 48 hours. <sighs> Miss Robinson, Mrs. Robinson is already quite upset with me. And, um, yes, I'm actually nearing the point of trying to drink coffee in order to continue on, which is how you oh, know, oh. which is how you know that I've reached my breaking point. It's a great place to be. And coffee drinking, breaking not breaking point? point. No, 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 oh, just the coffee. You should give it a try. It will help. <sighs> Go home, sir. Trust me. That is my intention. Get your house in order, man. Good. Um, hopefully I won't see you for a few days. Uh, yes, no. They're with me. Just... Let them out and um, have the next cabbie send them wherever they want to go. It's a, send the bill to Scotland Yard. Good night, Miss Walker. Patrick. Thank you, Inspector. Inspector. Your effects <coughs> are returned to you. <coughs> Orderlies come in and assist you out of your restraints. Uh, so once we're in the cab, I'm going to be like, What? Well, we know one thing. What's that? Lodon is not connected to whatever's been courting me. Yeah, I feel like we're juggling a few iffy things right now. Yes, we are. Is the thing a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Mm. Well, that's unhelpful. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. This is a big thing. Are you going to walk Jules through kind of what happened? Mm -hmm. Okay. Everything? Not everything. Everything after the reading room? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why, that's what I was specifying. No, I'm not, not, I don't have enough. Yep. Of course. To do that yet. Yep. And that would severely yep. alter some stuff, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk about that yet. <clears throat> okay. Yipes. <laughs> like, it just would. Like, it would it would shift things beyond what they need to be while I'm still investigating, so I can't, I can't tell you that yet. Okay. So, um, he relates to you uh, everything you've witnessed here at the table. Okay. Great. Uh, so, basically, 
this day ended up being pretty terrible too. <laughs> Pat, I'd really like to not get shot tomorrow. I'd like to not get shot tomorrow as well. Did you get shot too? No, I just like not to not get shot. Oh, well, that's it's fair. Sort of a running hope. Was it like one in the morning? Uh, at this point in time, it is uh, rapidly approaching midnight. Oh, okay. Yep. Dear Lord, as we approach a new day, may we please both not be shot. In the name we ask, Amen. Amen. Nice, surprising change of pace of Jules echoing in your... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a few days since I went to church mm-hmm. and uh, for the first time. And with everything that's happening, um, I think when she goes up uh, to her bed when we get back to Shaftesbury Avenue, she's going to go up to her room after parting ways with Pat. And she's going to go up and change into what she's going to sleep in, make sure she has a... Knife secured to her calf and then gun under her pillow. And she's going to pull out the little Lord's Prayer that she had written up. And she's going to be like... Might as well. She's going to say the prayer. Um, and at first it's kind of like... Not a sar- not sarcastic at all, but sort of like... Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. And then by the end, it's, you know, especially like Valley of the Shadow of Death, Mm -hmm. like it's starting to sound a little bit more sincere. And by the end, she finds that it actually did. Give me a religion check. Give her a little bit of comfort. Religion. Religies. Religies. That's not a good stat for me. Nope, that's a three. I don't know what that would have accomplished, but... Had you gotten a 10 or higher, I would have let you roll a d4 to regain some sanity. Sad. Yep. Alright, I'm going to bed. Carl. Mm. Oh, um... Oh, and I'll probably fill in that, like, we found him, man, you know. Oh, goody. Um... I've still got two doses of Dragon Haze. <laughs> I probably need to do a little bit. Otherwise, tomorrow is, I won't sleep at all tonight, and it's going to suck tomorrow. So, I need to do a little. <clears throat> Go ahead and give me a Constitution saving throw. I'll do like half or something. Okay. That would be then a, a DC 15. Or choose to fail. What is this? Con safe. Con. That's a fail. Okay. <coughs> um, <coughs> the haze does its trick. Was that a half dose you said? Yeah, half dose. Okay. Having now done two full doses and a half dose in a 24 hour period, um, Give me one more overall constitution saving throw to see if this has less than stellar effects. That's a 14. Okay. Good to know. Sleep does come to you. 
Jules. What? Nothing. You can take a long rest. Yay! As can you, Patrick. Hey, that's nice. As the midnight hour comes and goes. Oh, I don't get any sanity from my drugs. Oh, my mistake. I totally forgot. Uh, so half dose. Uh, roll me a d6. D6? At three. Oh, it's just four. Okay, so seven points of... Seven? Mm-hmm. You said... No, I did a total. It's a oh, my bad. I keep saying... Sorry. I, I keep telling you to add, and then you give me the full number, and then I... <coughs> yeah, no, my bad. Mm-hmm. Four points of sanity. Okay. Drugs always give you sanity back. But they're, the frequent use is less than your efficacy. I just haven't found a good way for me to get sanity back yet. Yep. Disturbing revelations. Disturbing encounters. So much for a day of rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the revelations are waiting the dynamic inquirers. And will their faith to each other hold strong and true in response to revelations and in the gathering of additional secrets? Only time can tell. One thing is for certain. It has been a hell of a week. And that is where we are going to end tonight's session of Dark Was the Night. Thank you for listening. Hope you had a spooky good time. I know I did. (laughs) I'm Roosevelt. I'm Soren. I'm Emily Sue. And And we're we're going going to Disneyland. Disneyland.